All right, all right. Welcome back to our year-end recap for the OG Are You Entertained podcast. I'm Trey Lessio alongside the homie Brandon Ogden. What it do? What up? Let's get it. 2020 was a shitstorm of a year with everything from a global pandemic to political division to social unrest to everyday stress. Um, I think I can speak for the both of us to say we're glad it's over. No doubt. It is 2021, finally. Uh, but we're going to look back. We couldn't finish a year without doing our annual best of podcast where, where we rank our top songs, albums, TV shows, movies, sports moments, and everything in between. Anything from January 1 to December 31st is eligible. Um, but our list may look a little different than previous years just because COVID and different things going on and um, – it was a weird year. Um, as always, we will go back and forth in descending order, giving our reasonings behind our selections. Um, again, this is probably going to be a long one, so strap in and let's get right to it. Any opening remarks? Like, um, I, I think for both of us, we have kind of different criteria. Like, number one for like a TV show or movie, obviously, like I for me personally, I would have to watch it. I'm, yeah, not gonna put, I'm not going to put some on that I heard was good. Same. Um, I mean, same, same thing with everything, albums yep. and songs too. But um, we can kind of get – when we get to the songs, I can kind of talk about that criteria. But all right, we're, we're going to kick it off with uh, TV shows. Um, we Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first with 10 and then uh, – Yeah, I can go first. Okay, you go first with 10 and then – I'll go my 10 and we'll go from there. All right. So at number 10, and some of this is because I'm a political nerd, um, love politics. I, I love watching. I'm a really big political documentary fan yeah. um, in particular. Um, and it was an election year, so there was a lot of stuff going on. So uh, Hulu had the docu-series. I think there was five episodes on Hillary. Right, I, I never got around to that, and it was it was entertaining. It was really good. It was kind of a behind the look curtain of Hillary growing up, Hillary with Bill, their time in the White House, and then also the 2016 election. So um, there was a lot of insight into that, and a lot of like behind the scenes type stuff that you don't normally see. Um, I would also recommend uh, Mitt. It's on Netflix, and it's also about kind of his 2000. Eight run right. for the presidential election and the Republican primary didn't win, but then in twelve two. So I'm a, I just love political. Which one is that on? The that's on Netflix. Mitt, Mitt, is. Mitt is on. Uh, Hillary's on Hulu. So okay. I just love kind of the behind the scenes of yeah. like the election stuff. Um, so let me ask which, you for the you for the Hillary one. Is it just footage or is it actually her like speaking on her life? Yeah, no, she speaks. Okay. like she's okay. interviewed throughout the okay. whole time. Cool. And, they press her get, okay, on good. some things. Um, so, I mean, it's not super tough, challenging. Yeah. I'm sure she had final cut, you know. <laughs> right. um, but, you know, she, she does get into some things, and there's some stuff she doesn't like to talk about. And so cool. it's a different side of Hillary that um, was kind of cool to see. So that checks in for <clears throat> me at number 10. Very cool. Okay. So I had uh, um, some lists, like some honorable mentions that I was trying to work into – Maybe 10, all that. I'm just going to list off my honorable mentions to start. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to do honorable mentions at the end because yeah. I might give it away. Okay, my number 10 is an Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus series that I really, really enjoyed. It was a breath of fresh air throughout this 
dark, shitty, crazy year, and that is Ted Lasso. I've heard really good things about it. It looks so stupid, yeah. but you, people you, love it. You watch the preview, and you're like, this is going to be so cheesy and stupid. But it's just it's nice to watch a show about a genuine good guy. Like, I, There's not really any spoilers. Mm-hmm. So the, the premise of the show is Ted Lasso is uh, Jason Sudeikis, and he is a football coach at Wichita State. And they basically recruit him to coach the, I don't even remember, it's a soccer team over in England. And he isn't, he doesn't even know anything about soccer. Mm-hmm. And the, the humor lends itself. It, it, it's just, it's very, it, it's very refreshing. And um, I highly recommend if you have Apple to check that out. Um, now that I do have Apple, I also want to get back into the morning show, which I haven't finished. But Ted Lasso is, I, I just loved it. So that's cool. my number 10. All right. And the, the, this is my, where I preface some things here. Okay. I saw exactly 11 <laughs> TV shows that came out this year. Um, during quarantine, I went back and rewatched a lot of old shows. Right. So that was where the bulk of my time went. So rather. you have a girlfriend, a yeah, dog, dogs. you know, so yeah. you, 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 you have time to share not, your time yeah, a little time bit. Time is not necessary. I waste my time with fucking <laughs> shit like this. Yeah. <laughs> so my number nine is Clone Wars, nice. uh, which I actually did really enjoy. Um, yes. And it would probably be like number 10 or an honorable mention, I think, in most years yeah. where we get some of the bigger shows. <laughs> um, but it was it was really, really good. So man. good. Um, just Dave Filoni, who helped with, uh, he did Rebels, but he also helped a lot with Mandalorian. Um, the man just, lives and breathes Star yeah, Wars. He gets Star Wars. Right. And so it's like, gosh, I wish he would have had a bigger hand in the prequels because right, he yeah. could have killed it. Right. Um, but I think he just like flexed in this show and showed his strength. And the last season, everything Ahsoka Tano was just awesome. Yes. Um, really cool storyline. So Clone Wars is my number nine. For sure. And a cool thing about Clone Wars is it came back. I don't know how many years they took a break, but they kind of used the, the rollout of Disney Plus yep. to kind of land their plane, which I, I appreciated. So Clone Wars is definitely cool. My number nine is, uh, I think, a show that not a lot of people are talking about, um, maybe because it was too dark for the times we were living in. It, it is a very kind of downer type show, but it, it ends on a positive note. But the writing and the acting is beautiful. Even the, even the set pieces and the cinematography, absolutely gorgeous. And that is uh, the limited series on HBO. I believe this is before HBO Max rolled out. So it's one of those weird things where it's, is it an HBO show? Is it right. an HBO Max show? But that is uh, I Know This Much Is True with Mark Ruffalo. Uh, Mark Ruffalo plays a set of twins. One of the twins has paranoid schizophrenia, and the first thing that really happens is he chops his hand off. I think it's based on a novel. And is he a detective in this? No, no. that's okay. uh, I know what you're thinking. That's Perry Mason. That's okay. a different show. Okay. But uh, Mark Ruffalo absolutely acted his ass off. You know, you you see him as Hulk nowadays. I think, but. The dude is a really good actor. Let's just take a second. Mark Ruffalo is low-key a great, great actor. Uh, I know we're both big fans of Spotlight. He was incredible in that. Like he, I think everyone knows him because of the Hulk, but he is a phenomenal actor. And he flexed in this series. Not a lot of people um, are talking about it at the end of the year, so I wanted to show it some love. 
Um, it's just a really powerful limited series. So if you have HBO, I highly recommend checking that out. I know this much is true. Uh, my number eight, this has been on, I think like every top 10 that we've done so far. Um, it's just a personal favorite. It's a million little things. Um, nice. yep. it's about depression yep. and just life and That's having your like show. a group of friends. So, um, there's only been like four or five episodes that have been released. They're taking like the holiday break right now. Okay. Um, so they're going through it. But the show just gets better and better um, with each episode. Um, and it's one of those shows where you just fall in love with the characters more mm-hmm. so than anything else. So you can right. get through some of the cheesier network Storylines, right. Because yeah. um, you just love some of the characters and you're rooting for the characters. Um, so. For sure. It's. It's it's not for everybody. Like I fully admit that uh, it's probably not on anybody else's top ten. But it's also a show like my sister watches, my mom watches. Like yeah. you know, we just all kind of something you can it, talk so. about. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, my my number eight is something you already have said, and that is Clone Wars. There we go. I really enjoy Clone Wars. It was Wars. great. If I'm being straight honest, like I could make an argument for this being my favorite Star okay. Wars in general. Um, but Clone Wars, they landed their plane beautifully. Um, they gave Darth Maul a like. I'm so mad that we didn't get more live action Darth yep, Maul. Yep. Um, he he killed it He's in so Clone Wars. And uh, I, have you finished Rebels? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, in Rebels they yep. gave him a beautiful, beautiful arc. Um, Ahsoka Tano killed it, and then we're gonna probably talk about her live action version. But uh, yeah, like you said, Dave Filoni, um, the whole animation team at Star Wars, they did a great job. So I'm excited to see what they do with the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. which will be kind of their next animated show, I believe. But yep. Clone Wars, number eight. Uh, my number seven, I went with Ozarks. Um, cool. It's I don't think it's their best season they've done. Sure. It was good, but it, it also came out right when quarantine started mm-hmm. and there wasn't a ton else to watch. And it was pretty dark. It's kind of hard to watch if like yeah. you're <laughs> one that gets like real down. Right. Uh, it gets dark in this season. Um some interesting storylines. There's there's certainly some things in this season. Like I said, it's not perfect. There's some things I didn't love, but yep. I'm a fan of everything Jason Bateman. So right. uh, Ozarks checks it at number seven for and me. And season four, I believe, is supposed to come out this year. I think so. And I think they're splitting it into two parts. So it's like going to be 14 episodes, seven and seven. I think that's the move. I don't know with, with COVID if that's going to get pushed or not, but... Anyway, my number seven is The Mandalorian Season 2. Um, really enjoyed this show. Um, <clears throat> I've kind of expressed my beefs with the show, um, how it kind of follows one storyline and then goes away and then comes back. I, I, I just kind of chalk it up to that's kind of the way Star Wars TV is. Um, yeah. Still a really fun season. Ahsoka Tano shows up. Um, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it Luke Skywalker shows up uh, just some really fun yeah, baby Yoda's cool name. moment Grogu <laughs> I adopted Grogu yeah, I have Grogu. he's chilling downstairs right now at my house um, just a really really fun uh, season and I'm excited for the future of Star Wars TV and Mandalorian season three absolutely all right and we'll talk about it some more yeah a little bit later on uh, that's what we call foreshadowing in the <laughs> business uh, all right number six for me uh, this was a show I actually watched like all of the seasons at once. It's a really easy watch, really funny show, Shit's Creek okay. on Netflix. Yep. Just outstanding comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so damn funny. Alexis, uh, I forget her brother's name at the moment, but uh, just it, it's one of those shows you just put on. You know you're going to get a good laugh. You don't have to like watch it super hard. Mm-hmm. Um, How many seasons are there? 
uh, I, I want to say like four or five. Okay, so it's I not think. like it's not. It won't. It's not like the your time. Yeah, okay. no, yeah. We watched it very quickly. So Shit's Creek, very very funny. Yeah, I've I've heard great things. They're starting to play it on Comedy Central now. Yep. I've seen a little bit here and there. Definitely funny, but I, I need to get into that. My number six is The Queen's Gambit. Okay. Um, really enjoyed this show. You know, going in, I didn't think that I would like a show about uh, chess, <laughs> but really, really, it's more than that. It's a character journey. Um, it's it's about addiction. It's about um, overcoming selfishness and um, playing as a team to achieve a goal. Really, it's a sports movie, if we're being honest. Yep. Um, it, so, it, yeah. It's a dope limited series. I like the limited series is emerging as kind of a fun medium that storytellers yep. are doing, and I, I really enjoy it. Um, Queen's Gambit did it perfectly. There's some, you know, some things that some people don't like, but I thought it was done – Almost flawlessly, um, the storytelling, the acting, it was just really good. And uh, it inspired me to get, you know, ask for a chessboard, which I got for Christmas. And I, my brother and I kind of taught ourselves and I kind of know how to play chess now. So there we go. Queen's Gambit, number six. All right, number five for me. So this came out the beginning of the year. Um, It was a really fun watch. Uh, Each week was McMillions. Yes, Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, the uh, McDonald's uh, monopoly scam. Uh, Just the cool part about this was that they got so many people to actually talk on camera and be very truthful. And then the shocking reveal at the end of who the the rat was. I mean, (laughs) it was... It was pretty cool, uh, and I know you're all into the mob stuff. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, it's it it's pretty fascinating, yeah. like how deep that went, and, <laughs> and all the twists and turns that come with it. Um, I think we've talked about it previously, mm-hmm. you know, on the pod that it's going to be a movie yep. at some point. It so. lends itself as a feature movie. Oh, it's it's absolutely. crazy. So, um, yeah, that checked in for me at number five. Hell yeah, that's a that's a good pick. I kind of forgot about that show. Honestly, it came so earlier in the year, but. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, we are on number five. My number five is uh, an HBO show that really might have been the highlight for HBO. HBO is kind of in one of those transitional periods because they don't have Game of Thrones. They have Westworld. Um, that uh, Spoiler alert, that didn't make my cut for this year. Um, it was right on the cups, cusp, but uh, I enjoyed it. They d- they don't have that that I would say succession, but succession ex- they couldn't roll right out with this COVID. Year. Yeah. I agree, I agree. There's not that like huge show that everyone you know blows up Twitter, Twitter and talks yeah. about. You know, um, but I think if you were to pick one in 2020, this is the one, and that is Lovecraft Country. Um, if it, 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 there's so many things it touches from race to um, magic to fantasy it's just all over the place but it was so cool and fun and real and you know it's a horror show kind of you know i didn't find myself scared really at all but the real horror came in um the racism and it's jim crow era but you mix in with uh fantasy and monsters and sci-fi and shit like that but um i think my favorite part of this whole thing was learning about how this this uh, show was pitched. So the creator of it, I don't know if you know this or have, I've told you this, but um, love the Lovecraft stories that this show is based off of was written by an outwardly racist dude back in the day. And so the creator flipped it because it's an all-black cast, essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, not all-black, but I would say it's a black show. So they flipped, they flipped it and took this racist guy's 
stories and essentially made it a black show and they did it beautifully. I'm, you know, it, it's a cool thing for, you know, black culture to have this, mm-hmm. you know. So it was it was really cool to see this done well. Um if you have HBO and looking for something kind of different, highly recommend Lovecraft Country coming in at number 5. Uh number 4, this was the biggest show on social media. Okay. No doubt. It came out I don't know if it was because the show was so good or it was because it was one of like the new pieces of content that came out right as we were all in like, you know, a oh, couple know. weeks into quarantine. It's Tiger King. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking something else. Uh, yeah, it's Tiger King. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yep, you're right. Uh, Joe Exotic. I mean, the characters in this, the storylines, he's in prison. He runs for governor of Oklahoma, gets 15% <laughs> of the vote somehow. What the hell is wrong with you people in Oklahoma? Uh, <clears throat> it was crazy. It's one of those things where you don't think you'll send like sit and spend seven or eight hours in your life mm-hmm. watching a show about like tigers and like zoos and that, <laughs> but you're fascinated. And they what they did perfectly is how they ended every episode was with just such a tease that you're like I, I have to watch one right. more now. Right? Like it, they did a great job of ending their episodes again. I don't know if this is probably a top ten show in any other year. Right? But because of when it hit and how impactful it was on social media, yeah. I had to put it on. Here. I've heard it described as like a train wreck. Like you, you yes. can't look away. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. be honest. I didn't watch the show. Oh, really? I got all I needed from social media. Like yeah, I know what true. happens. Yeah. Like yeah. so, I didn't really need to feel the need to watch it. Um, but yeah, I've heard it's like a train wreck that you can't look away from. It's crazy. So, yeah. Um, all right. What are we on here? Four. My four is technically still going on right now, but I honestly had to rewrite my list because I forgot about it, but <laughs> I, it needed to be included. And it's called Your Honor on Showtime. I think um, I told yeah, you, you about it, but I don't think show. you have Showtime. No. This show is fucking crazy. The first, the pilot episode. So I, I think this is a limited series. I could be wrong. I don't really know because they keep saying on this season. So they're acting like there might be a new season. I don't know. But it's Brian Cranston and you know, if you've watched Breaking Bad, it's essentially he's a judge and he breaks bad. And his son gets into some trouble and it's about what you will do as a father to protect your son. And it, the the first episode is so fucking cringe and like your heart stop. It highly recommend if you have Showtime. It's still going on right now. Um, but I really, really like this show. So you're on our number four. All right. My number three. Um, this was the only thing we had going as sports fans. Yep. Uh, and this is, I thought this, I thought this yep. was going to be the last one you said no, the last dance, <laughs> yep. uh, with no sports going on. Uh, this was the only thing that like could get people through. I think yep. for a lot of, you know, sports fans every Sunday night getting this hour, um, you know, <laughs> watching ESPN feeling kind of normal for a little right. bit. Because uh, this was when things were real tough. Like, oh yeah, we were out of like new. There was no new content coming mm-hmm. out. No sports anywhere in sight. Like things were rough here. And, and then, I even think ESPN moved it up, didn't they? Because yeah, they were they, gonna do it after they moved like it up, the NBA finals. Like when they the first episode aired, they didn't even have the last two episodes done. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, that. so yeah, I mean, they crazy. were like rushing huh. to get everything done. Right. Uh, to get Michael Jordan to be so candid. Right. I mean, so many viral moments came from this. Right. Um. It was. It was. It was pretty fascinating to mm-hmm. see. Um, so the last dance checked yeah. in for me and at number it's three. Kinda, it's kind of cool because we kind of lived it, but we were a little yeah. bit too young to yeah. like fully remember. So, it, yeah, it was definitely cool to relive those things. My number three is a kind of new show that maybe not a lot of people know about, but I thought it was done damn near flawlessly. So authentic. So 
diverse, so um, just fun and dark and crazy. And it's called Pea Valley. It's a show on stars. It's about a strip club in Mississippi. Uh, Trace Vice. (laughs) Trace Vice. (laughs) No, but seriously, though, the drama is crazy. Um, just the way that it's written is so like authentic to what you would think. Is the, who's the? Is there a big person in that? Not really a big time actor okay. or actress in it. Um, but you know, I think that it could produce you know right. some big names in the future. Um, if you have stars, I highly recommend this show. Um, it's just it's a fun watch. It, if you're like kind of a hip hop fan, fan, it's that culture a little bit. Um, again, a diverse cast. This is something the black culture can kind of have that they did fucking great this year. And uh, so P-Valley is super fun, and it comes in at number three for me. All right, my number two was on your list. It's Mandalorian. Okay. Um, I know you're not a huge fan of some of like the episodic type right. natures and right. the missions, basically. I thought this year they did a much better job of tying things back. You bring in um, like Bill Burr's character, right. who you kind of get the arc of his storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, you bring in Boba Fett, right. uh, you know, obviously Mando Grogu, uh, but just the last episode, how shocking it was when we finally get the reveal of Luke, right. I mean, was Insane. incredible and how good he looked, how yeah. well he sounded, right. how they kept that a secret was incredible. Mm-hmm. And then throw in that they did a Marvel, uh, end credits right. to tease <laughs> a new show that we thought we already like knew all of the Star Wars like yeah. content because they had just released the it like, two weeks ago, right. and then they kept that a secret from us as well. It was just chef kiss to it was great. John Favreau and uh, <clears throat> Dave Filoni because uh, they've revived Star Wars in a way that uh, I mean it was it was hurting, yeah. and now they're able to set up so many more things for Star Wars because of the excitement of this show. And you know what? It's it's interesting because it looks like they're leaning on Disney Plus. Yes. Which I honestly think that gives them enough breathing room mm-hmm. for the storytelling. Like you can spend eight hours and they're not full hour episodes, but eight episodes on a story, on a character. Like I, I think that is honestly a cool way to do it and i'm here for it and the other thing they did is yes they brought in old characters which is something we necessarily don't love right we want them to expand the universe but they're expanding the universe every episode so much by going to all these different places meeting all new different types of like people and creatures yeah so to bring it back is kind of cool right and you know I think a, a, a beef that not a beef, but maybe a gripe that we've had with Star Wars is they lean too much on the nostalgia. Yes. And, you know, I don't think they did that with season two. I think it was just an awesome, fun mm-hmm. ride. But then that little bit of nostalgia is like, damn, yes. that was awesome. It, it just yeah. it, it's like the cherry on. Top. Right. Also, Ahsoka in live action was some of the so, coolest television. So, sweet. All year. so perfect. My one thing like future forward with this show I, I, I think I know where they're going to go, but it's going to be a completely different show it in season be. three because I, I won't get into like the series engine and like the writing aspect of it. But essentially, mm-hmm. the the whole show, the premise of it is Mando protecting Baby Yoda Grogu yep. and going on missions to get him to where he needs to go. Now that you've separated them, it's going to be a completely different show. I think where it's going is... Um, the the power struggle for Mandalore and whether he wants to keep it with the dark saber, whether uh, Bo Katan is mm-hmm. gonna want to take it from him. I think that's where they're gonna go. But 
I guess not to get too deep into it right now because I know we have a full list going, <laughs> but do we see Grogu again? And if we yeah, do, yeah, the next sure. time we see him, will he have a lightsaber? Yeah. I, I don't know if he'll have a lightsaber. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, but he, we'll for sure see him again. Yeah. But so I agree. I don't, It'll I don't be know interesting to see where they go. Right. I also have said this before, but they can only do like another season or two of this show I, before they need to be done. I think so, too. Don't drag it out. I think three is probably where they yep. end it, but who knows? Okay, my number two is Dave. Um, just an outstanding, fun, funny. Honestly, I, I want to say this is the more comedic version of Atlanta. Um, it, it's literally about Lil Dicky, and I I presume his life. And but it's just so funny, but yet so real. Um, they talked about mental health. They talked about all these different things that you know are real. But then you get the humor of Lil Dicky. You get the hip hop, just a really, really well done show. FX is like in its own lane right now. And I think uh, Atlanta, FX, they have all the Hulu shows going right now. FX is doing its thing. And I think Dave was awesome this year. So that's my number two. All right. My number one, you already mentioned it. It's Queen's Gambit. Nice. Um, just a beautiful masterpiece of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, it was riveting. Again, the fact that it's based around chess mm-hmm. you're just like okay right but it is just so beautifully told um because the, it's character yes right yes right acting, i think that's why acting was incredible um i thought the score of it was actually really well done as well mm-hmm. so it was just everything you could kind of want i i wanted more but at the same time i think the limited series aspect yeah. of it was perfect because i don't know how many more stories there was to tell off of it right so i thought that was like the perfect amount of time that they could have spent on it. So yeah, uh, I was a really big fan of Queen's Gambit. I I was too. And I I think they've been trying to make this for like 10 years. I think originally it was going to be a movie, but I think that the limited series space was perfect for it. Yes. I think it was perfect for it. So, all right. My number one, you have already mentioned. Um, Yes, it is dark. Yes. But damn, it is good. Especially uh, left on a, epic cliffhanger and that is ozark season okay. three um i love this show i again it's it may th- this season may not have been its best but it is just so damn good honestly if i'm being real it might be my favorite really? netflix show ever it might be house, Better of than house of cards house of cards left a bitter taste in my mouth the yeah, last season the last season was i rough. love house of cards but this is so fucking good well, let's I'm give excited. Ozark time maybe they'll fuck it up too. Yeah, very true i'm hoping that they land the plane with season four so ozark is my number one tv show all right, all right. should we uh keep it moving to movies next yeah this Sticking is where up. i have to do a big preface <laughs> okay <laughs> Your, All right, your boys saw exactly eleven <laughs> movies this year. Eleven the, movies, eleven TV shows, and the quality of movies that I saw <laughs> was so subpar that I'm almost I almost just wanted to do just like a top four, <laughs> uh, but because I'm a trooper, I did ten. Good work. And let me tell you, even like ten through three, it's rough out here. <laughs> it's real, real rough. Flame this man if you hear these. So lists. when you see this top ten list. Please understand, these movies suck, and I <laughs> I get it. I apologize. Maybe, for maybe it, not suck, but just but it, I had to rank. It, it. wouldn't be in ten. It wouldn't be a top ten in like a normal year. Yeah, no. Most of these movies wouldn't make a, my top twenty five on a <laughs> given year. That's that, that's funny. One All and right. two, I would argue, could be a top ten movie in any year. Yeah, three through ten. 
We're we're <laughs> we're stretching. All right. Well, that's the preface. You kick us off with your number ten. Uh, number ten was the worst movie I saw all year. <laughs> it was so <laughs> but bad. It made the top ten. I love it. It was all so right. bad. It's unhinged. <laughs> oh God. It's Russell Crowe. It's about road rage. All Literally, right. it's centered around road rage. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm not even gonna give it any more breath. Like that's it. That's what you get. That's what you get. All right. Um, I I had uh, I let me say my TV show top or honorable mentions real quick. Yep. Love Life on HBO Max. Harley Quinn animated series on HBO Max. Really really good. Um, I don't know what that is. Uh, Power Book Two Ghost. Really fun series that just ended the season finale. And Hunters on Amazon Prime with. Um, uh, Al Pacino. Very interesting. Okay. Uh, my honorable, I'm going to just do the honorable mentions so I don't forget for the movies. So my honorable mentions, I put Hamilton, um, on Disney plus the King of Staten Island with Pete Davidson. That was one of my regrets. I really wanted to see yeah. that movie and I didn't. It, it, and I it's, it's definitely good. You'd like it on the rocks, which is, um, it is Bill Murray and, Oh, what's her name? Uh, Rashida Jones. And it's an Apple TV movie. I really liked it. It was a breath of fresh air. Just a fun little comedy. Um, Onward, the Pixar movie from uh, back in yeah. beginning of the year. Maybe like right when quarantine started. And then Wonder Woman 1984. Those are my honorable mentions. All right. Number 10. We actually saw this in theaters before COVID hit. Um, I think we actually did an unfiltered cinematics on it, and that is Birds of Prey with uh, Harley Quinn and Margot Robbie. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was fun. I thought it, you know, it's nothing groundbreaking. It was just a fun DC movie. Um, I love how they made it rated R. I, I think that kind of lane, kind of that Deadpool humor for Harley Quinn fits perfectly. I thought they did it a, a, a great job. So Birds of Prey for number 10. That is higher on my list. Okay. All right, number nine. I'm so embarrassed to say these movies. <laughs> I'm excited to hear these. This is going to be great. <laughs> War with Grandpa. Okay. There's Robert De Niro as a grandpa, and he, they move him into it, like their house, <laughs> and he takes the kid's room. And so the kid starts a war with him to get his room back. Christopher Walken's in it. It's an awful movie. <laughs> Was this a theater movie? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, all right. My number nine is a movie probably not a lot of people have heard about. It's an HBO Ma HBO Max original. Um, it is actually Meek Mill is in this movie, but I thought it was really good, really authentic. It's called uh, Charm City Kings. It's about a kid who kind of lives the life, and it's pulling. He's getting pulled in two different directions: the gang life, or uh, kind of working your way to become like a biker and what he wants to do. Um, I really enjoyed it. I really felt like Meek Mill's presence in the movie. Um, if you have HBO Max, I recommend it. It's a it's a good watch. Charm City Kings, number nine. All right, number eight. The movie that we thought would never get made, the movie that took th approximately 37 years to make, that's New Mutants. Okay. Uh, again. <laughs> You're digging deep. It's, these it's movies. not a good movie. <laughs> It's not a good. I'm not gonna sit here oh, and pretend. I gotta I, put you on these movies. I can't man. defend this. I can't defend this. It's oh an awful God. movie. It, one good thing about it uh, is, the, is the girl from Queens the girl Gambit. From Queens Gambit good? is the only good thing okay. in this movie. Isn't she like magic? Isn't yeah. that her name? I don't know. Something. Okay. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't There's tell a bear me. in it. That's all I can tell you. Oh, interesting. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> all right. My all number thirty-seven of those that saw it. <laughs> right. My uh, my number eight is Chadwick Boseman's 
uh, last movie, rest in peace, tragic loss this year, just a damn shame. Just just the fact that t- to know that he did like his last few movies battling uh, cancer and, yeah. and was it colon cancer? Yeah. It, it's just insane um, to, to think he was filming the Avengers movie. It, it just blows my mind. It, it's so powerful to see the strength that he ex- exhibited. But uh, this movie is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's a Netflix movie. It's with Viola Davis. It's a true story. Well... I think parts of it are true. I think they pulled some fiction into it too, but um, it's about jazz. It's it's really really good. Wasn't it? Probably be higher on my list. I wasn't the biggest fan of the ending in terms of the storytelling because I think I read that the ending didn't. It's not real. So they that part is fiction. So if it were, if you're gonna make it fiction, at least make it go with the theme a little bit. I don't know. That's my one beef with it, why it's at number eight. But Chadwick Boseman killed it, and I could see him getting some Oscar love. So Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix. All right. My number seven uh, is Wonder Woman. Yep. It's nothing special. Right. It, it was a fun watch. Right. Uh, but also kind of a boring little, watch. A little disappointing that the, like, the blockbuster event that kind of kicks off this era of streaming is kind of just mid. Yeah. Right now, lucky for us, we did see it in surround sound on a yeah. pretty decent sized screen, so right. like, that helped. Visually stunning. The yep. the score was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer kills it with the score every time. There just wasn't enough action in it. Like yeah. it was just there was the middle of that movie really drags. One hundred percent. I think they're fun aspects. Like the yeah, beginning, fun. the action sequences. Gal Gadot is great. Yeah, even it's, the end when she's skipping thunder right. and flying and shit. Like, right. It was cool, but there, there's a lot in the middle yeah. of that. Is, a long movie. Long uh, movie. Yeah, it's it's not the easiest watch. But. The the post credit scene, um, the kind of surprise there, that was kind of cool too, but I don't know. All right, my number seven is absolutely hilarious. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, I highly recommend you watching this, and it's Borat 2. It is just so cringeworthy and so perfect. It's just Sasha Baron Cohen puts himself on the line to make these movies, and um, he he killed it with this one. Borat 2, number seven. All right, number six, uh, you mentioned this earlier. It's Birds of Prey. Okay. Um, This one is what I wish Wonder Woman would have done a little bit more because they were so action and everything was fast-paced and it moved really quick. Mm-hmm. I wish we saw a little bit more of that in Wonder Woman. Um, Harley Quinn, uh, Margot Robbie was phenomenal in this movie. She's made for Ewan McGregor played a really cool kind of villain role. Yeah, um, he was good. Yeah, so um, again, it's nothing special. It's mm-hmm. it's not nothing a groundbreaking movie yeah. uh, most years, right. but, but it, it is number six for me, sadly. Okay. My number six is a really refreshing movie it's a comedy on hulu and uh that is palm springs with andy sandberg um just uh it's kind of a time it's one of those kind of groundhog day type stories where uh the same thing happens every day uh but it felt fresh it felt kind of different than those other type of movies um andy sandberg is hilarious um, I just thought it was a breath of fresh air, and if you haven't seen it on Hulu, highly recommend it. Um, it's really good. I, I, I'm wondering if this sort of thing gets some Oscar love because it's 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 good enough to have that in kind of one of this weird years, but it'll be interesting to see. So check that out if you haven't seen it. 
All right, number five. This I'm I'm so embarrassed. I this think is I, my I'm going to predict what this is. You're not going to. Okay. I just watched it last night. Oh, okay. Then I won't. Pre- yeah. I won't predict it. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. All right. This is not a good movie. Okay. It's number five. It's so, better. It's it's better than Birds of Prey. Then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But not by much. Okay. I wanted to hate it. It's safety. Okay. The movie about Clemson football. Yeah, it's I haven't watched it yet. Story. It's it's fine. Is it cheesy? Yeah, it's okay. a Disney football movie. See, that's why I didn't really watch it. My my parents said it was good, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's not great. Yeah, but it's not bad. All right. So it's number just, five. Just myth. <laughs> okay. Uh, my number five, I think, will sweep the Oscars. Um, it's not higher for me just because I my. Uh, one through four are just so powerful, and I, I loved them. This movie was beautifully done, black and white. Um, it's going to sweep the Oscars. It is a quintessential Oscar movie, and then it's Mank on Netflix. It is about the story of Mankiewicz. I think that's his, that's his name. It's the writer of Citizen Kane and how that movie came about. Um, like I said, it, it is a, the quintessential um oscar voter what they jerk off to at night it, it, it is hollywood a, loves it hollywood. is a hollywood movie for hollywood and uh, it's going to sweep the oscars but it comes in at number five for me all right number four this was the last movie we saw in the theaters together it's the way back okay uh ben pretty Affleck. good it's a solid movie yeah. uh it's nothing great yeah uh yeah. Didn't see a lot of great movies this year. Yeah, you got you got to watch my top five. I know, I yeah. need to. You you do. I just didn't. It, it's all good. All right, my number four probably not a lot of people have heard of. Um, it is Riz Ahmed, and it is Amazon Prime. It is about um, a metal drummer, and he's losing his hearing, and he's also an addict. Um, I just it was very powerful for me. Um, yeah, I just I, I really felt it, and I think they did a good job. It's not. Um, I don't know. Maybe it gets some Oscar love. I, I really believe it, it is powerful enough to be an Oscar movie, but I, I don't know what the Oscars is looking at this year with it being the COVID year. But uh, Riz Ahmed killed it. And also the girl from Ready Player One with like the birthmark eye. I think mm-hmm. the birthmark eye was like makeup because yep. she didn't have that here. But uh, she's in it too. So if you have Amazon Prime and you're looking for a movie to watch, Sound of Metal, number four. All right, number three was my most watched movie of the year. Okay. Uh, and it's not even technically probably a movie. Mm-hmm. It's Hamilton, which you okay. mentioned is honorable mention. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, the songs are great. Uh, yeah. Lynn Mill. Closest thing that we'll get to seeing it. Yeah. You know, and th- I, I want to see it when the world opens back up. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be dope, but. Yeah. Yeah. So it was cool. It, Definitely cool. The historical politics, all right. the shit that I love. I'm a sucker for a good musical, so. To be honest, though, like it's brilliant. Like no, it the, is. the way, like just the, to think that th- all of those raps and to tie it with history and stuff came from Lin Manuel Miranda's mind. Yeah, is and you learn so much. Yeah. I mean, you learn a great yeah. deal about Alexander Hamilton. Right. So it's, yeah, it's fascinating. It's very cool. Very cool. All right, my number three is The Five Bloods. Uh, it's Spike Lee's movie about um, five people who were in the Vietnam War, I believe, and they go back to find basically this buried treasure. Sounds kind of cheesy, honestly, but I would I would say this is the black version of Apocalypse Now. If you've seen Apocalypse Now, you will kind of get the tone that that, that comparison lends to. Um, essentially, in, in Apocalypse Now, it's about a man who's 
essentially losing his mind trying to find a soldier. And one of those characters goes on that journey in this movie. Um, and it's kind of in that same setting. So I, th- I don't know. I think I personally think that's a good comparison. If you are listening and saw this movie and didn't get that, hit me up and we can chat about it. But I think this is one of Spike Lee's best movies, in my opinion. Um, Netflix absolutely killed it this year on the movie front. Um, I think I read somewhere that if they have, if it, which I definitely think they can, if they have more than one movie nominated for best picture it'll be the first time that a production company has done that i think in 85 years or something it's insane but uh the five bloods i definitely think is oscar worthy i think delroy lindo um absolutely murdered his role he's the one who kind of loses marbles in the movie um highly recommend if you haven't seen that movie so check it out if you haven't it's on netflix number three all right, my number two, I, I'm guessing this isn't on your list. I loved it. I don't know you didn't. It's Tenant. Oh, yep. Uh, didn't make the cut for me, I, I'll I be honest. I it might not. Uh, this was the one true blockbuster <laughs> that we got, to me, delivered. Uh, I'm a sucker for everything Christopher Nolan. Uh, John David Washington yeah. was freaking awesome in it. Uh, so was uh, Twilight Guy that's playing Batman. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Um, the dude who plays the bad guy is also phenomenal in mm-hmm. this movie. Um, the action sequences, the sound of it. This is a movie made for the theaters. Mm-hmm. I did see it in a very empty theater, yeah. um, which you know only enhanced my experience for it. So it was really freaking cool. I know you didn't understand well, it. Let I me, got let it. Let me defend it. I a got it bit. halfway through it. Told Erica exactly what was going to yeah. happen. Um, so it's cool. I think it's a movie people need to go back and rewatch, uh, similar see, I, I to agree. like Inception. I agree. Yeah, uh, to try to catch on some more things. So here's the thing: I th- everything I saw on screen was cool. I think Christopher Nolan is great at making you confused. I think though, in this movie, to me, on one watch, I've only watched it once. It felt like he was leaning too heavily on trying to confuse you. Now, I didn't predict what happened. I'll I'll be honest, like you did, like you said. Like, there was one point, and I think it was like an hour and a half, two hours into the movie, and there, I look at my watch, and I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? How does art have anything to do with, like, saving the world? Like, there's so many things going on. It's just like, it's tripped me out. And then, like, once I do, once you do figure it out, at least in my mind, it's like, okay, it's just spoiler alert. Mm. So it's about inversion, time inversion or yeah. whatever. Once you figure it out, technically you've already like seen it and you know it's going to reverse. I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. Maybe if I see it again, I'll like it. I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. So Fair enough. Yep. All right. What are we on? Number two, two. here. Uh, number two was my number one. Um, I battled with number one and number two so much. Um, but this one just came up a little bit short this year for me. Um, it is the trial of the Chicago okay. seven. That's my number one. Okay. So we can talk about it. First of all, I absolutely love the movie. So I thought good. it was powerful. I thought the ensemble cast was great. I thought Sasha Baron Cohen absolutely yes. murdered it. He was the MVP. of Yeah. That. I hope he wins an Oscar. I hope he he does too. absolutely He's killed so it. Good in it. Um, I have heard like the ending didn't happen, how it did in real life. Yeah. But I think in terms of like it being a, f- you know, fictional movie, um, I guess a dramatized movie, not fictional, a dramatized movie. I think the the message still came across how they portrayed it in the movie to what probably happened in real life. Um, 
I thought it was almost ber- perfectly done. It came at a time where um, you could pull so much from what happened in the movie and take it down to what's happening in real life. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it was an absolutely great movie. It will get Oscar love. If it doesn't, that's a damn shame. But, it, it, yeah, I loved it. Aaron Sorkin is the best movie writer, script writer, I guess, because TV shows, too, that I think I think we'll ever have. Yeah. I think he's that brilliant. I will the say way, for dialogue, yes, 100%. The way he writes stuff, like, to me, a lot of people don't like some of his stuff because it's very dialogue heavy. Right. He loves writing dialogue. But how he gets it to be so witty. It's quick, so quick-witted, it's, yeah. yeah I it's mean, beautiful. It, and that is my But also type it of, drives the story forward. Yeah, yeah. But that's my type of, like, humor. I love the social network. Right. West Wing. Like, I, I love that type of stuff. So it's perfect for me. Mm-hmm. So my eyes, like, to me, like, he is a goat of screenwriting. Yeah, that's, um, that's fair. Like, it, and this, it was brilliant. Sasha Baron Cohen. A lot of people hold, like, Eddie Redmond in, like, kind of this regard as one of like the top tier like just pure actors mm-hmm. he's not a blockbuster guy or right. like a household name but like if people like he's won an oscar i think for best actor um, theory, of theory of everything yeah like he is very regarded as like just a classical actor mm-hmm. he was good in this movie he was very very yeah. good in this movie he didn't come close to sasha baron yeah. the the part where he said they ask him like what are you willing to give for this movement he says my life it just gives me it yep. gives me goosebumps right now. It's it's crazy. In the ending, when he reads the name, yes, I don't so care dope. if it's fictional right. or not. Right. That was awesome. Goosebumps. Yes, and it's just it's there's so many parallels to today time. Yeah. Today's time. It's it's beautiful. Also, breaking news: uh, Alabama's wide receiver Devontae Smith won the Heisman. Oh, shit. I kind of forgot that Heisman was tonight, not a quarterback. I am uh, happy about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, you're number one. Okay, my number one. It was number two. I, I teetered whether it should be number one or t- number two, but I think for me, where I'm at in my life right now, this spoke so- volumes to me. And you're you might be surprised at this. It is a Pixar movie. It is Soul. Yep. It is I still, so good. It's next on my yeah. Watch. I, it, like, I it's one of those things. Yeah. It's well documented here. I am a crier in movies. <laughs> and I told you, I, it, it dropped Christmas, and I was like, yeah. we going to cry on Christmas? And I said, and no. And like, nah. <laughs> nope, we're not. We're going to watch Wonder Woman. Right. Because uh, I am a crybaby. <laughs> Trey has seen me cry. Avengers Endgame, I was crying like a baby. Yeah. Um, and I have not yet had a couple hours to myself where I can just sit in darkness yeah. and cry and pet my dogs. Right. So... I won't spoil it. I won't spoil yes, spoil do. anything for you. I will say kind of the themes that just stuck with me. To me, it's about finding your spark and enjoying the little things in life. And the craziest part about this movie is like Pixar is an animated, you know, uh, production company uh, that works hand in hand with Disney, and you they make kid movies. Mm-hmm. But this kind of felt like. Out of all the Pixar movies that I can kind of remember and think of, this lends itself more towards the adult side of things. Yeah, it has more adult themes. It's it's funny. It's awesome. It's it's definitely a kid movie. But I don't know. I just felt it on another level. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna watch this. It's like a top three Pixar movie for me, and that's that's a bold statement. Yeah, no, it, is it is really fucking good. And maybe it's just where I'm at in my life. But Soul Hits different, man. It was really good. I highly recommend. When they when this was dropped and they did like the first teaser, we were all over oh, this. Yeah. We, I was we like, knew exactly I what this movie was going to be. I already know this is going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was the 
leader in the clubhouse for yeah. a movie that was going to make you cry and it, you're going to Exactly. It. Definitely rocked my soul. Okay, let's move on to some music now. Um, we're going to start with songs and then go to albums. I have a shit ton of honorable mentions. I don't know if we just want to bang those out. I just out. have one. Okay. Uh, but first, for criteria for songs, because yeah. I think this is where we differ the most yeah. on our list. Sure. Because I go for, I have to enjoy the song first and foremost. Right. But to me, for a top 10 song, you also, it has to have some type of appeal to the masses. Right. It, like, I try not to go too specific. Right. I, I shuffle my order a little bit, so it's not just necessarily the most popular right. song right. is number one. Like, I don't go by charts or yeah. anything like that. But it has to have something that if I played it, people should at least no. know right. or be pretty close to yeah. it. Yeah. So we do differ a little bit on that. I call it the body of work. I, I feel like I say it every year. To me, it's the intersection between popularity and chart performance but also has a message and is important to me and just a great song i enjoy it it's just the body of work to me um there are definite songs that you know should make the cut that were kind of anthems for the year that just didn't because there's so many songs that it's a hard hit me different listen yeah. if and you don't like our, the hardest if you don't thing. like our list you try to make a narrow <laughs> so, a whole year worth of something. Exactly. Because listen, movies, TV shows, that shit slowed down this year. Yeah. Music fucking did it. Yeah. All right. People were still dropping albums. So right. you try to shuffle through all of that and right. put a top ten song. So together. I literally have like ten honorable mentions. Just uh, just list them. I'm just gonna list them. Peppers and Onions by Tierra Whack. Awesome. Uh WAP by Cardi and Megan Thee Stallion. You know, it, it's just, definitely a yeah. popular song. Didn't make the cut though. Savage by Megan The Stallion and Beyonce. Scared to Live by The Weeknd. That's my favorite off of the album. Actually, it's not my favorite, but I think he flexes his vocals the most on that. Fair. 34, 35 by Ariana Grande. Hold On by Her. Walking in the Snow by Run the Jewels. GED by Loot. He's on Dreamville. Something to Rap About by Freddie Gibbs and Tyler the Creator. 327 West Side Gun, Joey Badass and Tyler the Creator. One Way Street by Jenea Keo and Ab Soul. And Do You Love Her by Jesse Reyes. Just uh, a taste of kind of what I was vibing to this year. But uh, my top 10 is about to be some shit. Let's right, get it. My honorable mention is going to be uh, Laugh Now, Cry Later. And Ooh. it's specifically wow. the, the video. Okay. You have to go watch the video if you haven't. It's just Drake at the Nike store. Yeah. Uh, That's Red honorable Jet mention? Skis. Honorable mention. Damn. Okay. Uh, the part when he says, you have to have a warrior's mentality. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah. And he's like, fake crying. <laughs> the video fucking is awesome. Kills me. I so, want that pink puffer so fucking it is bad. Cool. So yeah. if you haven't seen the video, please go watch yeah. the video because it is Drake consistently puts out the best music videos and he also puts out the funniest damn music videos yep. so is that, he gonna be the first drop of 2020 he might be i'm waiting for a surprise drop on a friday <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting I, we want it all, all right. right give us your number 10 my number 10 this was all over the radio it's positions um by ariana grande nice. um it's real raunchy. Yo. Let me tell you, Ariana. The whole album. The whole album. Ariana really went sexual on My this girl album. grew up a little bit. Yeah. She became a freak and me likey. Yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but uh, it's a great song. It's a Hell song. Yeah. Yeah, you hear it. You have to switch it up. Like, you Hell just yeah. have to sing to it and, and yeah. bob your head. So yeah. that came in at number 10 for me. All right. I'll be honest with you. My list is more of like. Mine's very kind pop of favorites. Heavy. Yeah. yeah, mine's very pop. Heavy. That's that's totally fair because mine is kind of hip hop heavy. Okay, my number ten is "Still Dreaming" by Dreamville. 
Um, it made the director's cut of Revenge of the Dreamers. I think it came out in January. My favorite song off of that, I think it, it hits kind of with where I'm at in my life. Um, yeah, it has a good message. I, I like it. Still Dreaming by the Dream Bill. Uh, my number nine, I, this is, I'm famous for this. This is the only time I have this where I have a tie. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you are a tie guy. Yeah, so I did Holy by Justin Bieber okay. and Chance the Rapper. Good song. And then split it with uh, Lonely by Justin Bieber. Good song. Both of them um, very kind of like gospel-y yep. choir songs. Um, Feels like that's what JB's kind of leaning towards that, a little That's bit. where he's going. I don't mind uh, that, though. If you really like the live performances of both of them on SNL were really cool. Um, Chance gives a cool little verse. Huh. Um, I didn't so, see that. I'll have to yeah. check that out. So those check in for me at number nine. Sweet. My number nine is my personal favorite, like rapidy rap song. Um, it's Logic and it's Open Mic Aquarius Three. Um, this man is spitting bars on this album, and um, this song isn't the most popular song on that album, but. Um, I don't know. He's speaking some real shit, and he's showing his rapping ability. Um, he kind of flexed and had the same vibes as his Apex Mountain, under pressure with no pressure. This album, I just love this song. So, open mic, Aquarius Three, Logic. All right, my number eight. This is again one that was all over the radio. It's "Rain on Me" by Lady Gaga and Ariana okay. Grande. Let me tell you, Ari's Ari's uh, looking you, good. Uh, yeah, this is the last time you'll you'll hear her name oh, on, okay, on fair. The, the songs list. But uh, <laughs> Gaga's um, vocals in this, Ariana's vocal. I mean, they both killed it. Both yep. mega stars. The video is Dope. what you expect when you get uh, those a pop sensation. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, rain on me at number eight. All right, my number eight. You're gonna be surprised, but. I, I don't know. You can call me sus. I don't really care. Uh, it's Anyone by Demi Lovato. Okay. And Was this her first out of rehab, rehab song? Maybe. Honestly, it came out like right around this, the time that Kobe tragically yeah. passed away. And damn, the, the mixture of that song. I remember seeing her perform that and Kobe dying. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, the she tears did at the were Grammys, flowing. Right? Yes. Yeah. The tears were fucking flowing. And just where I'm at in my life and the message in that song, damn. Like, yeah. it hits different, man. Um, I It's honestly one of those songs I, like, can't listen to it because I get emotional. Yeah. Like, it's fucking crazy. But, yeah, uh, Anyone by Demi Lovato, number eight. All right, number seven for me. Um, this is the song that's going to make you dance. It's Tootsie Slide by Drake. Okay. Uh, this was everywhere. Tootsie like, Slide over Laugh Now Cry Later? Because I, I went for like Mass Appeal. That's fair. That's and fair. Tootsie Slide. criteria? Tootsie Slide was everywhere. It was. Everyone was it doing was the little left foot. Definitely know, a TikTok dance. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So, uh, and again, another music video that it's just a flex. It's Drake, right. Drake at his house. Yeah, I forgot about that. And let me tell video. you. It's a nice house, folks. It's a, it's a crib. Drake's got a few it's, dollars in it's his a bank account. <laughs> All right, uh, my number seven got the goat out of uh, out of the shadows a little bit, and that is "Look Over Your Shoulder" by Busta Rhymes featuring Kendrick Lamar. So I heard rumors that this song was it almost made Good Kid, Mad City. It's that old. Oh wow! Um, so I guess in that regard, he didn't come out of the shadows. But this Kendrick verse, oh my god, yeah. it is fucking insane! It's awesome. Um, Kendrick did his thing, but even Buster Rhymes on the whole album did his thing. Uh, so that is my number seven. Look over your shoulder. All right, my number six. This would be my personal favorite song of the year. And okay. This is gonna shock the hell out of you. Okay, it's gonna come out of left field. 
Um, it's the one by Taylor Swift. It's I the figured it would be Taylor first, Swift. First first song <laughs> off of folklore. Okay. Uh, it's, it's different. It's good, man. Is it is it? so damn good. It's a bop. It's a bop. I'll be honest. I it's I, not a most I want to listen that to that album. I haven't gotten around to that. So it's a good one. Yeah. The okay. Disney Plus documentary with it is Should also. Should I watch that first? I think you can watch that because they play all the songs, okay. and it's cool because they give you kind of the context of what went into every okay. song. I feel like if I watch that, I'll be like, "Damn, this is cool," and yeah. then I'll go listen to the album. Yeah. So maybe that's I'll a good do way that. to do it. Yeah. Okay. What are we on now? Six. Yep. Six. Um, my this is Joey Badass. Him coming out with a, a three pack of songs. This is my favorite of the songs. It's called The Light. Um. Just a dope song. You know, I think Joey Badass did himself a disservice by taking that three-year break from music because he has the potential to be an absolute megastar in hip-hop. And he still is a big star in hip-hop. But once he does drop his next album, yeah, he's about to blow up. But uh, if anything, The Light gave you kind of a preview of that. So that's my number six. All right, number five for me, I went Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Huge song. song. Yeah, I mean, played Fuck everywhere. Fuck the Grammys for snubbing him. Yeah. So shitty. Played everywhere. Um, might be the first song we hear in this next Super Bowl upcoming. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it was without a doubt one of the biggest songs of the year. Vocals are crazy. I love just kind of the old school, like techno kind of yeah. side of it. So. Very Vegas vibe. Yeah, I don't oh, know. yeah absolutely. One hundred percent. Absolutely. Off off top, I know I'm throwing um, you know, shooting a cannonball at you here, but what what is your favorite song off of that album? Would you say it's Blinding Lights? Blinding or? Lights probably. Okay. Just, this is the one I've heard the most. Okay, that's fair. But I have to go Snow Child. It's more it's so, more rapidy rap. Yeah. But Scared to Live. Um, Scared to Live is his he best hits vocal. the vocals yeah, on that. That was one. the most trilogy feel. Yeah. Uh song on that great fucking album great yeah. fucking album okay uh my number five is the climb back by j cole j cole released a two-pack of songs it's this one in lion king on ice i pref- i love both of the songs i preferred this one um really really excited for the fall off and he posted a picture with some preview of some weird shit so he has the revenge of the dreamers the features cross of both of them off then he has the off season he has Baby Boy and then the Fall Off, and it's it's all under the umbrella that says Fall Off Era. So we might be getting some J. Cole this upcoming year, so I'm looking forward to it. But if it's anything like these two songs, it's going to be some good shit. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right, my number four, this is going to be shocking. I never thought these two people would make it on my list, but they did. <laughs> uh, and let me preface this. This was my girlfriend Erica's like, song. She played this all the time. I have heard this song probably the most of any song this year <laughs> and i could only name you like three or four of the lyrics and i basically say them and get them wrong all the time <laughs> um it's levitating by dua lipa and the baby okay it okay. is the catchiest dumbest song of the year dua lipa fucking blew up this year yeah at 2020 yeah technically uh, we're in 2021 yeah. now but you you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. and the baby gives a good little verse yeah. i mean it it's an entertaining, very pop song. For sure, for sure. Okay, my number four, you have already mentioned it, is Holy by Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper. Just a wholesome song. Um, that it, was Coloring Book Chance yes. that we got, which is yes. the chance that I think we all 100%. want. 100%. Um, yeah, it, 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 it was the intersection between kind of deep message, a good message, and it was popular. Uh, it, it made the charts. It, it, it's on the radio, so definitely a dope song. 
Interesting music video too. Um, number three for me, I went Savage remix with Megan the Stallion and uh, Beyonce. Beyonce rapping, love love there, rapping. There's Beyonce. very few things I love more than Beyonce Hell rapping yeah. and her just like bragging about being like a bad bitch and stuff. Yeah, I love it, Queen B. I I, I love the pick. Um, okay, my top three. Well. I'll just I'll just do it. I I won't give a little preview. My number three um, hits different. These all hit different. Uh, it's good news by Mac Miller. Um, Circles is just an, a phenomenal album, and um, this is my favorite song off the album. It's just crazy because some of the lyrics he says in this song, and the fact that he died, and what he's saying, you know, posthumously. Damn, it, it's crazy to think about, and um, just a beautiful message in the song. Um, so yeah, good news, Mac Miller, number three. All right, number two. This is my favorite, like from a vocal standpoint, song. Okay. Um, this was my favorite song for a long time of the year until I really started listening to the one by Taylor Swift, and it is "Exile" by Taylor Swift and Bon Iver. <laughs> okay. The vocals in is this, this on folklore too? Yeah. Okay. They go. Back was it like and a forth. single then beforehand? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Um, they go back and forth. It's just. And like Taylor kills it in this song, but he he outperforms her in a way that is kind of crazy. I mean, he is his voice is just like, holy shit, that's an awesome voice. Yeah. He's also in the Disney Plus show. Okay, this song is way better like it recorded than it is in the Disney Plus show. Okay, um, but it, it's an excellent. Is this one of her song. better albums? Like, it, is it to me? This is her best. Really, uh, people okay. probably disagree. I, like, I I. I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan. I like Taylor Swift. Um, is it so? Would you say? I mean, is it country vibes? Is it so? This is her most um, where it's not super folklore. Is not super poppy. Yeah, uh, it's more towards country, like slash like alternative. So like, okay, okay, um, interesting. Rather than like poppy. Okay, which is probably why I like it. So it's a lot more. Or is it is it folk? I mean, folky kind of. Okay. So she talked about this was like the first album she did that's not really like technically like about herself. It's more so like about other people or like hmm. kind of like fake interesting people. Um. So cool. Again, watch the Disney. Yeah, Plus I'm gonna stuff have to. She'll, she talks a lot about it a lot more. I'm gonna have to. Okay, my number two easily could have been number one. Um, number one, I kind of chose popularity over like what's most important to me, but this song kind of has the same vibes as like soul for me. Like it speaks volumes to me and it really helped me through this dark ass year. I'll be honest. Like it has shifted a perspective and I like, it's crazy to say a song can do that, but it did like, it helped me a lot. And that is everything's that everything that's missing by big Sean. Um, this year has just been like hard as shit yeah. uh, especially when you know you're alone you don't have girlfriend you know your job is is what it is and it's just when he's telling me that everything you have is everything that you're missing like that hits different mm -hmm. like it speaks volumes to me and that's the best song on detroit too in my opinion yes, I agree. um it, it's just a fucking great song so yep. uh so my number one kind of goes with that so this one is I don't know if it's necessarily the best song. It's not going to probably age well. Um, but because of the COVID, because of quarantine and everything that went into it, this song was written during quarantine, um, performed during quarantine, and it's by Luke Combs, who is my favorite country musician. Um, and it's called Six Feet Apart. Um, and it's just about all the things 
that he's going to do once COVID's over, the things That's he cool. misses, yeah. um, six feet apart, I mean, right. social distance. So right. it, to like just come up with that, to write a song that quick, get it out there, basically have it go number one. Is it a single or is it on yeah, an Yeah, it's album? just a single. Okay. So like, like that to me is just kind of crazy. Yeah, um, for sure. And so it's a really good list and puts things into perspective. Cool. Um, and the way Luke Combs does it, Kind of emotional, but also fun at the same time. So sure. that was my number one. Very cool. Very cool. Now, like I said, this this number one for me kind of leans on like the popularity side. And uh, you're going to laugh because it, my honorable it is <laughs> Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake. This I just is, I really enjoyed it. I yeah. just I didn't I, I usually I try really hard not to duplicate artists in yeah. my top 10. I did this year um, with T Swift and I technically right. had two Ariana songs, yeah. but uh, that's just because of how much I enjoyed right. T-Swift this year. Right. So I try not to do that. And I went Tootsie Slide over uh, Laugh Now, Cry Later just because of kind of like the more mass appeal yeah, of it. That, and that's fair. I just um, – I I would kind of say that this is was the song of the summer. Tootsie Slide kind of came out like – A little earlier. Yeah, like yeah. maybe spring, maybe a little bit before spring. But uh, Laugh Now, Cry Later, like – I was honestly surprised with how much I did enjoy it, you know, because when uh, it came out that Lil Durk was going to be on it, it was just not no hate towards Lil Durk, but it's just like that's really not my hip, my favorite type of hip hop normally. But this is just so catchy. The video is so dope. Um, honestly, it reminded me of uh, Trophies with the trumpets. And I don't know. I just really, really enjoyed it. And if it's going to be the the kind of blueprint for certified lover boy i'm here for it so i'm excited all right those are songs let's move right along to the collection of songs you may call them albums um kick us off with your number 10 album of the year all right well it's a perfect transition my number 10 this year is dark lane demo tapes by drake Um, probably can we say his least uh, our, our least favorite Drake album though, if we're gonna call it an album? It's probably the least a collection Drake. of leaks. Yeah, <laughs> um, and like it's not true like album format yeah. for Drake. It was the appetizer this, to Certified this, Lover yes, Boy. This was just getting stuff out there, a bunch of Lucy's. Right. Um, so it's good. There, there's a lot of songs on here I, I really really Damn, like. Damn, you, you know, Freestyle I was just gonna say favorites. that. That could have made my honorable mention list. Damn. Uh, Time Flies was also one of my favorite on this. Who's featured on that? Just him. Um, okay. You're I'm you're a war you're a war fan, aren't you? I do like uh, war. I don't like the drill kind of vibe. From it's Florida with weird. Love is yeah, you is like awesome. that one. So you like that one. I, I did like a lot of the songs, but like as a collection, it was probably it was, one of Drake's worst projects. Yeah. But that listen, the standard that we hold Drake to is so stupid right. that. It's going to happen. When to Say When is probably my second favorite on the album. Yep, that's a good one. Yep, yep. I think so. those kind of came out together with uh, on the on a video or whatever. Okay, my number 10 album is Chalumbo by Janae Akio. Um, so just to preface this, I came out with a hip-hop specific list written version i don't I, I sent it to brandon but he said he I did not look, to look at he it he refused to look at it because he didn't want it to skew his list so i i respect respect the hell out of it uh this one i entered tw- in a inner uh i sprinkled in like some non-hip-hop albums so you're gonna get hip-hop but you're also gonna get stuff like 
Chalumbo by Janae Keo. This is just a super chill album. There are some really, really fun songs on here. There are some really um, powerful songs, some songs that kind of are mentally um, refreshing. I don't know. It's just a really cool album. And uh, yeah, so Chalumbo, Janae Akio, number 10. All right, my number nine was Evermore by Taylor Swift. So this was the second album she dropped this year. Not as good to me as Folklore, um, but still, I mean, just... And this was a... Well, both of them were really surprises, surprises, right? But this was just like five months after she dropped Folklore. And nobody saw it coming, Yeah. yeah. And so it's very... Like, there's not a ton of production in it, which makes it, like, to me a little bit Do better. they have same vibes, or is it... It's similar. Okay. It, this one's probably a little bit more poppy, but okay. not... It's still not near what Taylor normally does. Sure. Um, Nobody, No Crime is is by far the best song on this. Willow's good. Champagne Problem. So, uh, good songs. Uh, to me, I just... Folklore is a little bit better. And cool. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We'll hear it again. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. My number nine is Detroit 2 by Big Sean. Um, I, I already spoke about how that song, Everything That's Missing, is so powerful to me. Um, but there's there's uh, fun songs on this. There's deep songs like Guard Your Heart. Um, I love how he kept the the story t- by other people. He has Dave Chappelle. He has Stevie Wonder and Erica Badu. Um, he kept that from the first original Detroit mixtape. So the cohesion there is cool. I do think this album was a little bit bloated. That's probably why it didn't make, um, you know, higher on the list. There are songs like Lithuania and um, the one with Young Thug. I don't even remember the name of. But, like, I, there are some songs that definitely could have been cut when I would have been happy with, and it probably would have made it a better overall album. But um, overall, it was really cool to see um, Big Sean come back, you know, two and a half, three years from his last album and really just deliver. So, yeah, I liked th- it. that was an honorable mention for me. Cool. Didn't quite make the top 10, but yep. I, did, I did enjoy it. Yep. All right, my number eight, I feel like this might surprise you a little bit, okay. is Alfredo, nice. um, Freddie Gibbs, and Alchemist. Nice. Um, is it going to win the rap album for Grammys? We discussed this, I think. This, a, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's I that's think what it, you predicted, right? I, I think it has a chance. Yeah. Um, this would probably be a little bit higher if it was just a little bit long. It's a pretty short album yeah. um, as far as like actual like minutes and length. Um, something to rap about to me is, Hell yeah. is so the smooth. winner of this. So smooth. Yeah. Tyler Crater kills it. Absolutely. If you, I don't know if you listened to his previous album, but if you like that album, check out Bandana. I think I it's listen. it's like three times better. Three times, <laughs> it's like th- I wanted to say. I wanted better. to say th- ten times, but it's not that much better. But it's it's better. <laughs> Bandana, uh, but yeah, that's a good pick. I like that. Uh, my number eight is maybe not a lot of people listening to this podcast will know about. It's definitely an up and coming rapper, um, but I think he has superstar potential, and that is Angelic Hoodrat by Kenny Mason. Um, super kind of dark album but he infuses rock into this rap album uh the dude shows off his singing abilities obviously he can rap he kind of has the um this is going to be funny he kind of has the hit and the song is called hit (laughs) but um yeah there's just a little bit of everything with this it was uh beautifully synced together and uh very simplistic with the production just a dope a dope album so uh if you need a new artist to check out kenny mason with angelic hood rat coming in at eight for me all right for number seven i went a written testimony by joe electronica 
Short and sweet. Short and sweet. I the the basically collab album with right. Jay Z was such a surprise. Yeah, that it was, but it was awesome. It was yeah. great. Jay Z. Jay Z um, shined in yes, this album, man. And I, you could argue it's his album. Well, one hundred percent. Which I do think Jay Electronica showed out. Like he did. he did a good job. He did. Yeah, um, and it was just cool to finally get that elusive right. album from him. Right. Um, and the man can just spit, yep. and it, it, it's it's he's a wonderful storyteller mm-hmm. um, when he does rap, um, and you just he's one of those guys you just want a little bit more from. Yeah, right, come on, give us right. give us something more. So not to put uh, you on the spot, but do you have a favorite song on there? Yeah, he, ha- he has the track list ready I have to the go. Track list ready to go. <laughs> uh, can I tell you mine? Yeah, mine is Ezekiel's uh, wheels. Probably my okay. Favorite. That's a good one. That's a good one. Mine mine is uh, sh- uh the silver. The shiny suit theory. Shiny suit theory. I think that's the most digestible of the songs. The last one, the acronym that I can't think of. Yeah, that one. That one's super deep and almost sad. (laughs) But uh, this, the shiny uh, suit theory, super fun, and I think it's the most digestible. Good pick. I like that pick. What are we on now? Seven. Um, Are you? Do you have anything else to say on that? Okay. Uh, Number seven for me is. Really, I was put on to this artist by Eminem. Um, it is Jesse Reyes, and it is Before Love Came to Kill Us. Um, I love her vibes. It, there's, it's R&B, but... She's got a great voice. Yeah, she has just a very unique, fun voice, but her storytelling is so cool, and she's one of those like singers who can kind of... It has a rap vibe, too. The first song on there uh, shouts out Goodfellas fucking love it uh it's just a really fun cool album i think it's her debut album so she she has star potential and that is uh before love came to kill us number seven all right my number six this i I would assume is going to be very high on yours is circles by mac miller um just uh, here here's the one thing i all said okay not and it's not negative about it it's just weird it's weird getting a new album from someone that's passed. Yeah. Like, that's just a weird thing. Right. And it makes you listen to the album just so much differently right. than if you were just to get, you know, a regular Matt right. Miller album. So um, it is a beautiful, beautiful album. Not even really a hip hop album. Right. It's right. not. It's similar to uh, his last Swimming, swimming um, which is probably my favorite Matt Miller album. Yeah. So I prefer Swimming to Circles. Me too. Um, but. That's not to take anything away from yeah. this. It is a very, very, very good album. Yep. So. I'll speak on it more in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, my number six is The Allegory by Royce the 5'9". Um, Royce always puts out good music, but The Allegory is different. Um, it lands his plane. My, my biggest beef with his last album, I think it was called uh, Book of Ryan. Um, great storytelling it's on fucking that. long. It, it is long. It is long. That's a that's another kind of gripe with it. But um, my my beef with Book of Ryan was it was it felt open ended. Like he's a a great storyteller, lyricist to the fullest. But he didn't really land his plane with the last album. This one he did. Yes. It started with him. It started with a father talking to his son about very political, very racially motivated things, how to survive in America as a black man. And then Royce goes into rapping about those same topics. And then it ends with an with a a song called Hero. 
him, Royce, talking about his father, who he has told us about his flaws with drugs Alcohols. and alcohol yep. and everything in uh, his past music. And to for him to call him his hero, it felt like Royce was trying to tell us that he was talking to kind of that younger generation how to survive in America Probably as a black man, that's probably yep. the main audience that he's talking to. But I just felt like he landed the plane with this album. And I think I'm happy to see him get a Grammy nomination. And um, it, it's a great album. It's yep. really good. No, very absolutely. long, though. Absolutely. It is very long. But that's a staple in Royce. Yeah. Uh, music is long. Yeah. Uh, all right. My number five, I went Positions by Ariana. Um, my number five is that, too. Okay. So we can talk she about it She took a big like, – <laughs> this is a big switch up for her to what – normally it's love songs right. and feel good. Normally is, it is a reach for – not reach, but, like, it's intended for the radio. Yeah. This, and you like, don't give and a like, fuck. Like, middle school girls right. and shit like – Right. This is this is our rating. exploring sexuality <laughs> to its finest. Me likey. Yeah, it is. But they're bangers, man. They they're, are. They're, it is a fun are album. So many good songs on this. I one hundred percent agree. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Um. And so she brought it, man. She yeah. she really killed it. I. And they like, just dropped her like tour. Um. Oh, on, thing uh, on Netflix. Netflix. And like that's this makes me kind of want to watch it. Yeah. For even sure. though this won't be on. There, so but. my favorite Ariana Grande album is Sweetener, but this is probably Sweetener a close really number two. Um. Excuse me. Every like, yeah, so many good songs on this. I love the weekend feature on yes. there. Um, yeah, just a dope, dope album. I will admit, you can call me sus, whatever. I got a shirt, a sweatshirt, and a hat on the way <laughs> from this album. I got some merch. I was a big fan of this album. It's a good um, album. 34, 35. Hey, here's how I got through this album, and it kind of, you know, it lit a fire in my chest a little bit. Like, I, I tried to imagine that Ariana Grande is singing to me. There you go. <laughs> but damn, my, my girl grew up and became a little bit of a freak. She she did her thing on this album. And I love what Pete Davidson to her, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, all joking aside, though, the music it's is super good. dope. Yeah. yeah. No, so it's very good. Um, yeah. So she did her thing with this album. Cool. All right. You're number four. My number four is After Hours. Okay. Um, four okay. and three were really hard for me to sure. rank. So four and three are kind of very three close. A, three B. Right. Um, but this was. This is probably so. I'm a trilogy fan, but this is probably the weekend's best album. I, 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 I feel, would agree. I feel safe to say that it's the best blend for me: a vocal performance mixed with kind of the poppy, yeah, um, like hits. Right. Um, you got blinding lights. You got uh, heartless, heartless, but then you got some like the sexually drug infused yeah. uh, vibes. It's that a were very, it's meant. like a dark, right? Very dark. It, it, honestly, like if I. When you think about it, to me, it feels very much like the vibe of Uncut Gems. Yes. Okay, I swear to God, not to God because I'm not 100%, but I'm like, I would bet money that like he samples like, the sound. Uh, yeah, like almost like, inf yeah. yes, it like definitely influences That, that for you sure. get from like when you go into the gem, when you yeah. like that moment, that sound, I swear to God that is throughout the be. album. It it's weird. Be. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's just because they came out kind of close and together. And he's in it. And, and he's in it. Yeah. But I swear to God, it but felt it uncut it gems. It feels very like uncut gems. Yes. Just kind of dark. I agree. Like fast. and Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Such a, a dope album. A I got it on album. vinyl. It's awesome. All right. My number four is Run the Jewels 4 by Run the Jewels. Um, I like Run the Jewels always makes good music. Killer Mike and LP. This is by far my favorite of their uh, Run the Jewels series. This one, 
felt a little bit different to me because it came out. I think we were all hurting this year uh, with, you know, the protests and COVID and, you know, the political division and just everything going on. I think we were all yearning for kind of that that album that was going to help us cope. Like we were waiting for like the to pimp a butterfly to like, this is the, the album of the time. And this is probably the closest thing that we got to it. I wouldn't say in full, it kind of encompassed what we were all feeling. There's some fun songs on there. There's some deep songs on there. There's some like anthem type songs, but uh, songs like walking in the snow songs, like just songs like uh, Yankee and the brave. Like those were anthems that kind of helped at least me cope through some of the things that were going on this year and kind of like putting my fist up, like, you know, it, it, it's a dope album. So if, if you're, if you're looking for kind of that vibe, go with run the jewels Four. that's my number four. Cool. All right. My number three and one of my biggest things coming in at the end of this year was trying to get you onto this guy Yeah, and it's man on the moon three by yeah. Cuddy. Yeah. Uh, I really like this album. Yeah. yeah. I, this was a fun album. Uh, Cuddy always has the crazy weird beats. Yeah. Um, he goes down some loopholes that you're like, oh, okay. Right, like, right. It, but that's just who Kid Cuddy is. Right. He's going to talk about some depression yeah. and self-doubt and some of that stuff. Yeah, which um, I appreciate. Which, yeah, you should have. Like, I, I think we should all appreciate someone being that open, yeah. especially in hip-hop. Like, this just not... Yeah. Something you see every day. Um, to me, Man on the Moon is still his best album, but yeah. this is a very, very close second. Okay. Um, I was very impressed. Yeah. And pleasantly surprised that we got this album. Me too. Um, just to piggyback on that, I, this this album was my number 10 on the on my hip-hop list. Um, I He has a very trippy, weird sound. Honestly, yeah. it kind of feels like a new wave type of sound that I'm usually not the biggest fan of. But at least he has something to say. Yeah, he that, says shit. Exactly. That's why I like this album. Um, but yeah, good pick. Uh, I, it, it was a really good album. What are we on here? Number three? Three, four. My number three is No Pressure by Logic. Uh, this was an honorable mention for me. Well, yeah. He, he got back to his roots on this one. Um, to me, he kind of lost his way. Yes. Like Confessions of a Dangerous Mind was not a big fan of. Um, honestly, like I didn't have high expectations when I heard this announcement. Uh, but then to get the vibes that he gave us, um, it felt like the proper mixtape under pressure. Logic. Yeah, mixtape logic. It felt like the proper under pressure sequel. Yeah. And to uh, on top of that, to, for him to announce his retirement and how he's going to spend some time with his son, I can appreciate it. And I'm glad he went out kind of on top. Um, super excited to see what's next for logic. But no pressure will... Uh, well, kind of keep me, uh, you know, ready for the next thing, I guess. So number uh, three, my number two, you've already mentioned it and it's allegory by Royce, the five. Nice. Nine. Just, I, I really did love this yeah. album. Um, I, to me, it's the best story album yeah. of the year. And I don't think there's even like a close second yeah. personally. Um, it, from song one to song 3000 on this album. <laughs> it's, Would you agree with me that like, kind of how I explained yeah, it. It's like the story that yes. you got. Okay. Yeah. okay. No, I 100 I think you nailed it. Okay. Um, he's, it's kind of weird. He had that, like he comes up with Eminem. They do the bad and evil, right. whatever the hell, you know, combo album mm -hmm. type thing. Um, then he's kind of featured on some M songs. Then he's kind of thrown into Slaughterhouse. He's had a very interesting career. Oh yeah. And I think he's now finally starting to get kind of the, 
mass appeal and praise that he deserves yeah. for being a true like one of the best lyricists wordsmiths yeah. um i mean because he's super underrated he's been great for a long oh, time yeah. i just think people are now really starting to notice which is great because it, he, he genuinely deserves that yeah um and he was phenomenal in this album 100 percent. do you remember the song tabernacle by yes. him that one is my all-time favorite royce it might be the best storytelling in a song uh, yeah Li- literally every time I listen to that album, I get goosebumps. It it's is awesome. insane, and the fact like if the, maybe he kind of stretched it a little bit to tell it on one song, but if that story is true, holy shit, craziest day it of is all time, insane, bro, craziest yeah. day of all, time. great, great song. But yeah, allegory was amazing yeah. for sure. Um, my only beef, I guess, is that it is it's long. long. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's not a song you're gonna go back and listen one through uh, eighteen straight. Right. There are like songs though that like you They're pull short. and you're like, yeah. like these are like my favorites and I'm oh, gonna yeah. listen to them. Yeah. All right. My number two is After Hours by The Weeknd. Um, I personally think it's The Weeknd's best album. You get a little bit I of everything. Too. Really, an album about if I'm gonna say a theme, it's about loss. He loses his faith. He loses his girl. He loses this, that. Like, it's very dark. It's about, like, a toxic relationship, which is pure weekend vibes. Um, he flexes his vocals. He, The beats are really dope on this. Uh, he kind of spits some rap on it. Like, you get a little bit of everything from The weekend. Um, I, I think it's his best album, and I, I want to give it some praise. So, After Hours by The weekend, number two. All right, my number one. This is painfully obvious for everyone that's been listening. It's Folklore by Taylor Swift. Been hyping it. <laughs> it's the best album of the year. Uh, it, it, there was the easiest of all of the now 30 choices we've gone through. Mm-hmm. The very easiest decision for me was that this is the best album of the year. Okay. I expect her to dominate the Grammys Um because this album is so good. It's so stripped down. It's not like overproduced. There's not a bunch of different poppy sounds. She's not going for catchy. She's just telling different stories and giving you different um, messages and, and like angles on things. Um, it's it's incredible. There's different songs for different types of people. Um so again, cool. I would recommend watching it on Disney yeah. Plus, listening to her because she also has like the two main producers, like okay. they're together in a cabin, cool. and so they talk about what the writing process was like for the song, um, what the musical instrument choices were, and why they were made. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah, I'm it's have to do it's that. very very cool. So yeah. this is for sure the number one album for me. I, you know, respectfully disagree. I think <laughs> I, I, you know, spoiler alert, I feel, feel like you know what this is about to be, but it's Circles by Mac Miller. Um, you talked about it. So this album was supposed to be in, if he were to, if he were to um, still be alive, he were, he was going, I think his intention was to drop this in conjunction with with swimming so it's Which supposed- very similar vibes yeah it makes one, sense if you really yeah, exactly to it, very similar vibes uh so together it's supposed to be swimming in circles and um you know some of the thing like I, like i said when i i said good news for the song um some of the things that he's saying obviously after have been um passed away are just so powerful because you know there's a whole lot more on the other side like things like that like damn that's crazy that he's thinking about some of those things when he's still alive obviously recording these another thing that's beautiful to me it's it's not a rap album it's just beautiful music the instrumentation on it the different um 
they're they're not really beats. They're literally instruments being played and mm-hmm. looped over production a little bit. That's dope. Um, another thing I want to hit on is the last song is called Surf. So if you take Swimming in Circle, so obviously the theme in Swimming to me is he's trying to keep his head above water and trying to feel happy and all this. With Surf being the last song, to me that's him saying that he is above water, he's surfing on the water, and he is happy. And so to me that sends a beautiful message to go along with a beautiful you know, double set of albums. It's just, to me, it's a beautiful and tragic thing that he died when he did because he was at the top of his musical game. Like he was peaking, he was 100% peaking. And, uh, it's just, it's a beautiful thing because he couldn't have gotten any higher in my mind, but at the same time, we won't get any more music. You know, maybe I know there was one point he said he had like six albums in the vault. So I bet we'll get some posthumous, you know, music down the line but i hope they i hope they don't dilute the quality because it is beautiful um i don't know just i I, i've said in the past about how mac miller means so much to me because we kind of came up to in our my music tastes mirrored how he dropped his music uh i don't know it was just a special album for me but yeah like you said swimming i i prefer but circles is just very beautiful yeah Okay, uh, that was albums. Let's uh, kick it to some sports now. Um, This one was interesting. Definitely a weird year for sports. Um, My, I don't know. Mine. Some of them aren't like great moments, but very big moments. Um, But I'll. You go ahead and kick off your number ten. We've been doing you first. Okay, I'm gonna start with the Miami Marlins hired the first ever female general manager in Major League Baseball. That's cool gonna pronounce this name wrong it's kim i think ning ng is how you spell it um just it's groundbreaking and it's very cool um and honestly it makes me want to root for the marlins so that things don't go horribly wrong and then everyone you know there's a not a backlash to it um but just a cool thing and and hopefully shows some progress to to get women and minorities and all of those in kind of those top positions is, is good for Everybody. The so. push for diversity is always a cool thing. Yes. So, all right. Um, you might have to check me on this one. I, I hope it happened in 2020. <laughs> um, I had Tiger playing golf with his son. Yeah, that just happened. That yeah. just happened, right? Yeah. I thought that was just a cool moment. Um, they're both his wearing son's the, fucking good, too. Yeah, he's going to be a stud. Uh, they're both wearing the red polos. So, um, just a cool It's cool a surreal moment. moment. That's right. a, that's a ooh, we're getting old moment right there. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, my number nine came in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Nice. The Blue Jackets played the Lightning, and it went into five overtimes. Oh, wow. It was the fourth longest game in Stanley Cup playoff history. Wow. Um, it was just... Hockey, it's really hard to explain to people if you're not a hockey fan how intense and just your heart rate during an overtime playoff game because one goal and especially and done, five goals uh, or no, five, five overtimes, overtimes yeah. where there's just no goals but like right. it's just phonetic pace back and forth how exhausting it has to be. So in overtime, if you get one, it's over. It's over. Yeah, it's sudden wow. death, wow. and so it can end real quick or it can drag <laughs> Go out forever, like, and so. Like if you were a Lightning fan or a Blue Jacket fan, I don't know how you survive. Right. Because it's playoff hockey in general. The first three periods are torture. You add in overtime, 
God bless you guys. <laughs> right. It was Jesus. a crazy game to watch. So right. that was number nine for me. Crazy. All right. My number nine is uh, Vandy kicker Sarah Fuller becoming the first female player in the Power Five. Just a huge moment in football. Um, like you, you kind of brought it up with the diversity thing. Just, just a, a dope moment something that you know needed to happen um very just a very very cool thing so sarah fuller number nine for All me right, my number eight uh, i'm a usc fan so number eight for me is fight island it's okay. just really cool they they decided since you know we can't fly any like international fighters into the u.s because of covid we can't really go anywhere dana white just put his balls on the table and said fuck it i'm gonna just build like a whole UFC infrastructure in Dubai. Um, and we're going to call it Fight Island, and we're going to fly everybody there. It's gonna I be, did not hear about this. Oh, it was crazy. Top, huh. top, like, world-class facilities. Um, they had a shit ton of stuff to do. Um, they had, like, no positive COVID tests over there. Um, and they put on UFC performances when no one else was doing anything. UFC was the only sporting event on television, um, and they did it on Fight Island. And it's just a badass thing, like mm -hmm. fighting on an island. Like, right. That is a cool thing. Right. And it, the fights were awesome, um, and so it was really, really cool. So Fight Island's number cool. eight for me. My number eight isn't necessarily like a great thing, but um, definitely a moment that I will remember for a long time, and that's uh, March Madness getting canceled. It felt mm. like that was the first thing where it was like, damn, that's the first domino, and like it kind of was a foreshadow of what was going to happen for the rest of the year because after that happened, they all went. Um, so, uh, again, not a great thing, but it's just a big moment that I'm going to remember. So. Yeah. Number seven for me is the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Um, my girlfriend's from Kansas City. She's a diehard Chiefs fan. They hadn't won in 50 years. Right. We were downtown Kansas City when they won at a bar. We ran out into the streets, and it was just pure chaos. Very cool. uh, and it was very cool just to be there. Right. Um, it was an unbelievable game um, and probably the first of many for the Chiefs here in the next few yeah. years. So uh, number seven for me. Number seven for me is the LSU, uh, LSU Tigers winning the football Go championship. Go Tigers. Um just cool to see. One of the best, most historic offenses we might not see an offense like yeah. that. Joe Burrow's an OG. Yeah, it was very cool. The picture with him with the cigar oh, is iconic. So sick, yeah, for sure. All right, number six for me is Ron Rivera. Uh, he coached this year yep. while having cancer, and then just a few weeks ago got to ring the bell because he defeated cancer. Yeah. I have this up further on yeah, my list. Yeah, I mean, it's alert. just one of those things. If you, it, As someone who hates the Washington football team being a Cowboys fan, like – Impossible not to root for him yeah. and that team. Um, throw in Alex Smith on that team. Right. I mean, it's just all of that's incredible. Right. So, number six for me. Number six, you already said, but it's Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Uh, like you said, it was the drought for Kansas City, and uh, Mahomes just stepped up. He's an absolute animal. Um, so good. Just uh, going to be a staple in the NFL for a long time. I'm sure – He'll he will get multiple Super Bowl rings during his tenure there, but uh, the first one definitely a memorable one. So that's number six for me. Yeah, number five for me. So this was um, when the Milwaukee Bucks canceled the playoff game they were about to play with the Orlando Magic. Um, there was the shooting in Wisconsin, yep. um, riots. Mm -hmm. Milwaukee being in Wisconsin, they took it very personal. And both teams decided they weren't going to play. They almost canceled the whole NBA playoffs because of it. Yep. Um, again, not a top moment, but right. just a very memorable moment. Right. 
uh, in time and, and just something to see them use their platform. Yep. Try to get real change um, right. was something that you just have to applaud. Right. Um, my number five, you already said, it's Ron Rivera ringing the victory bell for uh, his final final cancer treatment excuse me and then on top of it i just said the washington team making the playoffs it's just kind of the the whole story is just really cool um so yeah number five for me number four for me you already mentioned is sarah fuller yeah um being the first female to play in a power five football game just it's a very cool right uh story you know she's gonna be a hero for little girls for a lifetime exactly Um, and give them hope that you know one day they could maybe play so um just a very cool story absolutely um number four is kind of ambiguous a little bit i just put the nba bubble um it's just so many stories out of the nba bubble but i just think in terms that was like during that moment it was the only sports going on Mm -hmm. really um maybe i'm wrong there but like in in my mind was soon after but it was the first one to big one to right and they were successful in the fact that you know the bubble proved to work. Um, mm-hmm. No positive cases during that time. Um, you have the whole Suns 8-0 run. You have LeBron win it. Like you, you can pull so many different storylines out of it. But just overall, the NBA bubble I thought was really cool. And to piggyback off that, my number three is LeBron winning his fourth title, yep. uh, fourth Finals MVP. Just adding to the legacy, building on to his goat case for me. Yep. Yep. Uh, it was just a cool moment to whip. You know in a Lakers uniform, everything the Lakers organization went through that I'm sure we'll both talk about coming up um, was just a really cool moment. Um, Mine is very similar. I, I, my number three is LA winning two titles, the Lakers and the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, It's just a cool thing. I mean, I'm not from LA, you know, I've been, we've both been to LA. I love the vibe. Uh, There's so many different things with L.A. going on with the fires and Kobe passing away and the fact that LeBron is with them now and um, they won and then the Dodgers won. It's just a a cool little combined thing. So L.A. winning two titles. Yeah, my number two is uh, when the NBA announced that they were going to suspend play. Um, It was a little bit before the NCAA tournament, but right around the same time, Rudy Gobert test positive and they just shut it down. And to me, it's the clip of Mark Cuban where he's sitting courtside and they're getting ready to play their game and he gets the notification and he like goes back and opens his mouth real wide. He's in shock. And uh, the amount of money they gave up to suspend it for players' safety, I mean, Mm -hmm. it was... You're talking for COVID. Yeah. Yeah, It's something we've never seen before. It was just an absolutely crazy time. Throw in the fact that Rudy Gobert, the one who tested positive just a couple days before... Was at a press conference, touching the jokes mic. about yeah. COVID and touching the mics and right. stuff. It was just that was when it was like because it all like happened at once. Yeah, that happened. And that's then it the was image like, that stuck with me. Then it was him like, touching the mic. Yeah, and then it yeah. was like then the NCAA tournament, and then MLB was right. all of that was happening at once, and when it that was when COVID like became real to me, where it was like, oh shit, like they're like it's shit's sport. about yeah. to get real because right. sports is an economy in and of itself. Right, if they're shutting that down, like. We're in for the long haul here. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, my number two moment isn't a good moment at all. It's just, you know, a very powerful. I remember where I was when I heard the news type moment, um, and that's Kobe tragically passing away. And that's number one for me. So let's just okay. go ahead and talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, just, I, 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 I'm not even a huge Kobe fan. I'm not even really a Lakers fan, but 
the the image of my in my mind that stuck with me that was the the saddest was him knowing that him, and there were other people so not to undermine yeah, them right. but those people in that helicopter and Kobe specifically being with his daughter and just thinking what those last moments what 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 do you think as a father and what do you tell your daughter it's just it's giving me goosebumps right now it's 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 just a very very sad sad thing um and Kobe was such an icon in the NBA. So many people loved Kobe. And for him to be taken away so quickly, you got the whole girl dad thing that is just so beautiful and um, just a very, very sad moment that unfortunately kind of was the first domino in the shit year that 2020 was. Um, that was kind of the first big damn moment. Yeah, so it was number one for me. I, I remember getting a DM from some of my buddies that Kobe died and immediately just thinking it was one of those like hoax things yeah. that we see. Can we also talk about real. the coverage of it? Because yes, it was absolutely shitty. Yeah. It was shit show. At first they reported all of his daughters were on it. Scottie Pippen was on it. Rick Fox was on it. Like, yeah. Everybody was on this helicopter. Um, people, you know, some of the cops got in trouble because they took pictures of his dead body. Like, I mean, it yeah. was just yeah. awful. Reporting. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. Very, very tragic. But again, I wasn't a Kobe fan either. Um, uh, in fact, spent many, way too many hours in my life debating Kobe, LeBron, MJ, right. stupid shit. Um, it, it's heartbreaking, man. Um, it really is. You go back and read the I forget what it's called, but the poem that he wrote that won an Oscar. Yeah, beautiful. Which is beautiful. He was just really beginning to live his life mm. and, and show that he was so much more than a basketball player. All of the stuff that he did for the WNBA and women's basketball. Um, Gianna just makes it even sadder. Um, you know, one of my best friends, Chase, is a diehard Kobe fan, and I just – I had to like I called him that day just to check it. Like it was just so sad. Yeah. Like it's making me emotional now right. thinking about it. I mean, he did so much and and I think the other thing with that was that night was the Grammys yeah. in LA. Yeah. And they had so many tributes and his jerseys and I just like celebrity deaths normally are just like Yeah. You're sad. Same. It's like yeah. damn, that sucks. Yeah. This was the first one that genuinely I like was crying and like yeah. very emotional about, and it was just so sad. Man. It sucks. It was so sad. It's uh, it, it it it's crazy because again we weren't like real big fans of it, right? And it's I don't know I don't know what struck me, but it's just it was so tragic, you know, and very sad. And to see like some of the things that he did in his past and how he overcame that and became such a mega star loved by everyone. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's crazy how much of a superstar he was. And again, you said he was just about really starting his next chapter of his life. Just very sad. Very, very sad. Very so sad. yeah, not, not a good moment, but definitely a memorable moment. Absolutely. My number one, um, is also not really a great moment, but a very powerful moment. Um, and that's when on August 26th, the NBA, WNBA, MLB and MLS boycotted because of the black lives matter movement and the protests. Um, I just using sports as your platform. Some people stupidly don't like that, but I think it's a very important thing. Um, 
and I'm glad they did. It's just insane. Very four powerful. four leagues yeah. suspended play because they wanted to get this point across. I just thought that is a hugely memorable moment that um, is historic, and I, I I wanted to give it its uh, recognition. So that's my number one sports moment of Absolutely. 2020. All right. Um, this next one's weird. Yeah. I, like, we always do – uh, twenty. We always do a year-end MVP across all platforms of pop culture, music, music, movies, TV, sports. Um, one person to kind of encompass that whole year. Um, I'm you interested go first? to hear. You want to go first? I can go this, first. This is the hardest year we've had so far, right. I think. Because normally, normally there's been people who kind of you know maybe they're a rapper, actor, yeah. or they win the box office, right? And- they box office, and then they have a TV show. Like there's somebody who really stands out, but this year not really. Mm-hmm. So I kind of cheated a little bit. I crossed Donald out Trump. platforms of music, movies, TV, sports. <laughs> I put pop culture, and the MVP of 2020 is. Joe Biden. All right. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Hopefully a brighter tomorrow is here. Light at the end of the tunnel. Let's all get vaccinated and get on with our lives. I'm ready to go to concerts. I'm ready to go to sporting events and movies. And I'm ready to live my life again. I'm ready to get I'm, – I'm ready to have a better year this year. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, not saying that Joe Biden is the god that will – make everything better but i genuinely believe that he is the start of uh the 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 pathway to that just with um him getting the people that he's gotten in his cabinet it's diverse it's it's grown-ups yeah it's just a beautiful thing yeah so i'm excited for the future so that's my not really a pop culture but kind of yeah yeah my mvp we we sort of talked about him already but it's lebron okay what LeBron did this year, first off, from just the sports, he he won his fourth MV, uh, fourth finals, fourth finals MVP, like adding to his legacy. Right. But then, what did you do beyond that? Because it can't just be about that. He did the I Promise School, where he gave a bunch of people in Akron the chance to go to you know high school, you know have all of their supplies given so they don't have to worry about it, set up for them to get scholarships to college, all of that just world class. Mm-hmm. He also took on all of the black lives uh, matters movement and put it into um, more than a vote, which is an organization yeah. he started with a bunch of other black celebrities and athletes um, to make sure that people were able to get registered to vote. Very um, cool. To stop voter suppression. None of it was targeted towards endorsing candidates or anything like that. It was just getting right. black people and minorities, the right to fundamentally vote um, and then throw in all of the stuff with Kobe, him being like the face of the NBA, the face of the Lakers now. Yeah. All this stuff he had to shoulder. What Any that of the man, HBO show, none of, that doesn't compare to anything you just said, but right. you can throw no. that on top yeah. there. So, I mean, he is probably the most recognizable human being in the world, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, and he's just a model citizen. He does every single thing right. Mm-hmm. Um, he has Space Jam coming up. Space Jam's coming up. Yeah. So, just. Hats off to LeBron. He was my 2020 MVP. That's a that's a solid pick. I was kind. Of, I mean, 
I couldn't think of uh, like a pop culture one, so yeah. I, I picked Joe Biden. There you go. <laughs> All right, now we're going to look ahead to this year, 2021. We're going to do some anticipated um, TV shows, albums, movies, and sports predictions for you guys. Um, we're going to kick it off with TV. Um, we don't necessarily have to go in like an order. I don't. Yeah, do we fine. just want to do mine and yours? Sure. Do, okay. I'm sure we'll have some of the same. Probably. So I listed some honorable mentions here as well because um, there's some shows that maybe not some people haven't heard of that are coming, and I'd like to just give it some recognition. So I put uh, Halo, the video game, is getting a live action show on Showtime, supposed to come out in 2021. Now, some of these are tentative because of COVID. They may get pushed. I don't know. But uh, I did see an image of kind of the helmet um, from Halo, which kind of makes me think that we may get the show in 2021. Who knows? But that'll be cool. There's a sci-fi show called um, Foundation on Apple that looks sweet. The, the trailer was cool. Um, we got Loki, really just the Marvel, the MCU TV, you can say in general, it will be fun to see the kickoff. Um, Lord of the Rings is getting a yep. series on Amazon Prime. Uh, Underground Railroad yep. is getting a TV series on Prime. Falcon Winter Soldier. And then these are my true top fives. I don't know if we want to. Just list them off. Is that how Just we want to do it? Off, yeah. All right. Um, number one for me is Atlanta season three, especially after Donald Glover tweeted, um, kind of hyping it. And he also kind of announced a season four and compared to Sopranos. So I'm definitely interested. Also, I saw something, um, some writer from, oh, it's an animated Netflix show, but either way, they're a writer in the writer's room. So they have Hollywood connections. They randomly tweeted that we're getting Atlanta season three in six days. And that was like a couple days ago. Huh? So Could that would be insane. <laughs> like they're going to drop it like a surprise album, like no commercials, anything. I don't know. It may be false. I don't yeah, know, but crazy. that would be insane. So if, if that happens, you heard it here first. Um, succession season three yep. succession is an amazing show. I cannot wait for the continuation of that. WandaVision, just because it's coming soon, I think next week, and it'll kick off the MCU TV. Um, really looks weird. They are not holding back with any previews. No. I, they, I've seen like 10 different previews in the past couple weeks. But um, I'm interested to see how that um, plays out. Obviously, the book of Boba Fett. Um, the post credit scene in The Mandalorian. We're going to get a series specifically on Boba Fett, so that'll be cool. And then I also put uh, Impeachment, which is uh, the Monica Lewinsky-Bill Clinton story, and uh, that's kind of the same anthology series as like O.J. and... Uh, Gucci. Gucci. No, no, no uh, Versace. Versace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that same crime story series, so... Um, some some good shows to look forward to in 2021. Yeah, so you hit all of mine. The okay. only one I would add is um, there's a new show on for FX actually called Reservation Dogs, um, and it's our guy Taika Waititi is oh, going okay. to be uh, like co-writing and co-directing. So is it is it Reservoir Dogs? Like is it no Reservation? Okay, so okay. it's about I didn't know if it was like a like a supposed to be the no. Quentin Tarantino. So it's thing. about like. Um, Growing, it's a comedy, but oh, okay. it's about like growing up on reservations, like Native Americans, huh. and it's co-written by like an actual Native American. Huh. 
Um, and so, listen, Taika Waititi is one of my favorites and yeah. can do no wrong, so I, I'm here to check it out. For sure. I didn't know about that. interesting That'll, comedy. That will be cool for so. sure. Okay, um, let's move on to some albums. Um, not really a lot of, like, like albums that Confirmed. we... Yeah, yeah, we know about. Like, we assume that these artists will be dropping, but yeah. we don't know of many albums. Really, the only album that I know, you know... I don't even know if it's going to come in January, but there was a trailer for it with January in the trailer. So I assume Certified Lover Boy by Drake will drop in January when we don't know. But same with like the fall off, J. Cole. Exactly. That's on my list. J. Cole, the fall off. Um, I assume we'll be getting those sometime this year. But also Kendrick. Kendrick's I'm ready. Yep. I'm ready for it's Kendrick. It's got to be this year. Has to be. Really just TD in general. Yeah. TD literally took off all of 2020. I think um Sir maybe dropped an album, but the SZA, Kendrick Absol says he's coming, Isaiah Rashad like Schoolboy sure. Um TD's about to blow like not blow up, but they're about to dominate. They have the potential to dominate 2021, but Kendrick obviously is at the top of that list. I also have Frank Ocean. Frank that would Ocean's be a beautiful um, moment if he drops Rihanna. Rihanna's my number one. Uh, yeah, that we would need be a insane. Rihanna album. Yes, that we would need be it cool. bad. I agree. Um, I, I was kind of looking up on the internet, kind of some anticipated albums. Adele. Adele. Adele would, would be, be huge. Um, Scissors on my list. J Cole, the fall off. A lot of. You know, again, these aren't confirmed, but we hope that these people drop. Yep. Same. Anybody else that you have? Uh, that, I mean, I would love an, some type of Jay Z or Beyonce. Jay Z has not dropped. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. I also, real quick, want to go back to TV shows because I have one more that I forgot. It's the Tiger Woods documentary oh, yeah. series that's yeah. going to be on HBO that I think drops like next week. Yeah, or I think the so. Week it, after. Is it a two parter or is it like a series? I. I I don't, know. I don't know. I think it's a mini like it might be. series. Either way, the trailer looks, looks incredible. Awesome. It looks like they're going to go deep yeah. into uh, some of the yeah. stuff that Eldrick did that wasn't right. so great. Right. That that that'll be good. All right, let's kick it to uh, movies. So a uh, lot, a ton of movies. Yep. Like TV shows had uh, quite a bit, but movies essentially. All of the big movies from 2020 got pushed this we year. We could just probably play back what we said in 2019. Uh, seriously, though. Um, so mine, I'll just kind of go off what I wrote. Uh, Dune is my number one, um, just because it's it's yep. going to be huge. I'm excited for it. I have a different it. number one. The fact that they pushed it a whole year is super surprising to me. Um, the Many Saints of Newark, the, the Sopranos prequel, yep. I'm excited for that. Uh, Spider-Man 3, just because it's going to be uh, Spider-Verse. and have every the, single Spider-Man it, character it, of all time. Exactly. The potential of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield with Tom Holland will be cool. Um, this movie comes out next week. I'm really excited about it. It's been uh, heavy promoted, especially today, some posters and trailer. But it's called uh, One Night in Miami. It's Regina King's directorial debut. And um, it is about... Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke. And it's like a night they spend together. And, uh, yeah, I've heard great things about it. And it's coming out on Prime next week. If you're looking for a movie that could potentially be on the list in December, uh, it's getting so, a yeah. lot of love. So check that out when it comes. This one um, I forgot about, but I made sure to scribble it off and put it in my list. Is Judas and the Black Messiah. Have you seen the trailer? Yes. Whew. It looks It good. looks incredible. It's about um uh, now I'm not going to remember the name of the guy, but uh it's about the Black Panther party. Yeah. It's the dude that's in all of the 
Jordan Peele yeah, uh, movies. Yeah, that's the actor. I'm yeah. trying to think of the main guy's name in the movie. But anyway, it looks incredible. I also put uh, The Eternals, the, the Suicide Squad, the James Gunn one, um, Cherry, which is Tom Holland and the Russo brothers. That's going to be on Apple, Space Jam, and Candyman. Those are my anticipated movies. The only ones I would add is James Bond, No yep. Time to no Die. No Time to Die, for um, sure. Top Gun Maverick, yep. I'm super yep. excited for. And then for number one for me, I actually did The Last Duel. That's the Matt Damon and Ben Affleck like collab movie that they wrote together. Is um, it is it like uh, Samurai though shit or what it, is it? It's like olden night times. I okay, believe. weird. I did see that on the list when I was looking, but I didn't know much about it. I knew I knew uh, Matt Damon was in. It. I guess I didn't. I, think, I didn't remember that think, Ben Affleck. I was think in it they like co-wrote it together. Okay, similar to Goodwill Hunting. So okay, well that uh, is high standards yes. there. All right, um, sports predictions. This one is my like yeah. lamest of the list. Um, I'll just go, I guess. I, I I feel like I say this every year, but college football expansion. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like every year, like a team gets screwed, and like every year it could get expanded. So I'm gonna keep saying it until it happens. Um, I think less and less fans in the stadiums will continue to happen, unfortunately, until COVID is dealt with. Um, Trevor Lawrence is going to go to the Jags. I feel like that's a pretty safe prediction. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is just another prediction, I guess. The Nets will compete in the East, maybe be the best team. There you go. Um, and then the Cubs will probably suck. Yes, they will. Yeah. Uh, so playoff expansion would be on mine. I have Iowa going to the final four in basketball this year. Okay. They're okay. loaded. Hopefully yeah. that's me putting it into existence. Right. Padres winning the world series. Yeah. They, they, they got some pieces now. Yeah. They're, they're cooking with grease there. Yeah. Uh, LeBron winning his fifth ring. So five, one away from MJ. Watch out. Okay. I respect uh, it. And then my big one, this is going out on the limb is that Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers and big Ben will all retire. Okay. Well, Philip Rivers already kind of said he was going to if he loses or when he loses, right? Yeah, I think there's a good possibility. I think Breeze is probably done. I think Big Ben's Who was the, it? Big Ben is the Big third Ben's okay. the question mark one. That's yeah. the one I'm going a little bit out on a limb. Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll see. That'll be a big change in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Three iconic right. quarterbacks gone. Right. right. All right. Um, and then our last little thing we do is kind of our wish list. Um. So kind of a prediction, but what we want across pop culture, I don't know. So we have three wishes. Um, my number three is Lo I want to see Logic's next move. Um, I think it will be in movies now. Obviously, he retired from hip-hop, but um, he already has said he's, gonna, he's on Twitch already every other week doing different shit. Um, he's already said he's going to be in movies, direct movies, so maybe we see that. Um, he's going to be writing books. I just want to see his next move. Um, so yeah, what's your third one? Mine is the Olympics to actually happen. Oh, yeah, I, I am a huge that. fan of the Olympics. Yeah. They pushed it a year allegedly. I just want the damn Olympics. So it'll be summer. summer. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. summer. Olympics. Summer is better. Yes, summer yeah. <laughs> is summer's the fun one. Right. So the, I. I need some Olympics in yeah, my life. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, my number two, I, I might have done this last year. I don't know. But, like, especially with J. Cole um, putting out that kind of cryptic thing with uh, the fall off and the off season and stuff, in that era, I would like to see 
the proper Kendrick J. Cole collab. Yes. Whether it's on a Kendrick album, whether it's on a J. Cole album, I think it would be cooler on a J. Cole just because he normally doesn't do the features. So to get a Kendrick feature would be cool. I just want to see a proper Kendrick and J. Cole feature before they retire. And I'll be honest, the fall off to me sounds like he's going to drop this album, J. Cole, and then retire. So before he retires, I would like to see a Kendrick collab. So that's my number two. Uh, my number two is basically my number two M one mixed okay. into one, and it's just the ability to go to concerts, and TV that's shows. That's my number one. <laughs> movies, yes. not TV. I said TV shows. I meant yeah. movies, concerts, live sporting movies, events, sports. Like I would add all safely. You know, yeah, I yeah, want it to be yeah. safe. <laughs> yes, get vaccinated, folks. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I enter this year kind of with a new mindset. Um, there, there were, you know, some dark moments in yeah. 2020 where Absolutely. it's like, um, you know, it was just a lonely year. It was just a year in like stagnant mode. And it's just like, I entered this year, 2021, hopeful. Like we have this vaccine coming. Um, hopefully people take it serious and we can get this herd immunity and we can live our lives again. Like I just, I, I don't know. I, I want to just talk to people and meet with people. Like I do that at work a little bit. Cause I still have to go in, but like, I just want to go do fun things again. Like I'm tired of just playing PlayStation and <laughs> chilling at home and watching movies and TV. Um, I, I want to go out and do things, but I want it to be safe. Um, so yeah, I, that's 100% my number one wish. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so hopefully here's to a better, 2021 um i don't know i have a better mindset i think right now and i'm i'm, I'm happier already that the, the new year has passed um but yeah uh, we appreciate you guys uh, sticking with us and listening to us it's been a weird year hopefully we can kind of make it more consistent in 2021 hopefully we can do some more things as things start opening up I'd really like to get back to do unfiltered cinematics, yeah. but I mean, oh, yeah. theaters theaters have to open up first to do that. But, Give us some um, good movies. Yeah, I mean, movie lineup is crazy. It'll be f- crazy to see this whole HBO Max Warner thing. Um, just yeah, twenty twenty one is going to be interesting. Hopefully, hopefully all positive. The other good news for twenty twenty one for all of you are you entertained fans is we are going to be living in the same city, yes. same state. So Hell yes. more content, more hopefully. podcasts, yes. hopefully unfiltered cinematics. Yes. Um, I have a few things up my sleeves that I'd like to do. I'm not going to announce them, but um, I, I want to try some new things with uh, 2021 for Are You Entertained? So uh, stick around and tell your friends. And I think that's it. You have anything else? No. All right. We're, we're we'll going to have to kick off the 2021 tagline. <laughs> yeah. Changes every year. Oh, damn. He, I, he's, it, it must already be picked out, everything. All right. I'm Trey Lessio, the Don of Entertainment, alongside the Hobie, Brandon Ogden. This is the OG podcast. Um, one of our favorite shows is the best of uh, year end. And as always, we'll be back for more. And we're not, we're not staying safe. <laughs> we're not being well. We're thriving. Ooh, I love it.